what is this? This is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Ten Count Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to get your money's worth, then you need to stay tuned in right here. You know why? Because everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> Hark, do I? My eyes deceive me. Is that Mr. T- Get Your Pen Ready himself? John Tremblay is in the building. John, welcome back. I have made my way south to this cesspool known as Massachusetts. Oh, pardon me. Cesspool. <laughs> this is, you guys have one confirmed coronavirus patient, 33 people being monitored. I'm going back to the woods. Wow. Well, you know, I'm sure they'll get over the flu in short order. Well, don't worry about it. I didn't pick up my phone and look at it on the way down because you're freaking hands-free laws. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've lived in New Hampshire for about 10 <laughs> seconds. So I, am, I, am, I have embraced New Hampshire for what it is. Uh, Mr. Live Free or Die, you don't need to wear a seatbelt or a motorcycle helmet, but put your phone away. Cause right. New Hampshire was hands-free before Massachusetts was. That's right. Well, uh, we've got a fun show for you, I think. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Pete's not here to call me fat on the air, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Pete is, uh, Pete's trying to liberate all the islands right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Ashley's trying to liberate his phone from his hands. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I love Pete, but he, if I were on an island with my wife, I wouldn't be texting and tweeting and watching AEW. Well, Chris, well, Chris you're not married. That's all right, true. next yeah. topic. <laughs> That's a good point. Fair point. <laughs> Oh, Pete. Oh, well. Is Pete going to call in? No. <laughs> well, actually, he might. We went yeah, to Aruba once, and he wouldn't get off his phone, and he wound up getting, like, a $300 charge, and oh, the wow. entire time he was on his phone, I'm like, dude, they really charge you for roaming, and he, he wound up fighting Verizon, and it was, he won, and I was like, what? How? There's, there's no justice in the world. <laughs> right. Some people get away with everything. Yeah. Where is he exactly? He's in uh, Cancun. Ah. <clears throat> Wow, speaking of uh, Cancun, this man looks like he's ready for Cancun. Look, his, look, look who it, it is. is. Jesse. It's body. our favorite governor. <laughs> the Jesse. body. Jesse's little chicken legs. Look at the women with him. They're like not even attractive. <laughs> um, right or left? So this the is... Left. Look at right. Um, I'll take right. So that, that's what I call 1993 attractive. Yeah. You gotta remember the scale. This is a diminishing returns. Hey, look at the nose on that one. Even it's, still, there's a diminishing returns. Still, there was there was women that, back in the '90s that were attractive, and I just think that they cheaped out on this. Uh, look at Jesse's awful haircut. Yeah, this all is, he has is hair in the back. Hey, he's got a ponytail and nothing else. Oh, look at those it was the oh, style, man. Did you see those empty seats? Oh my god! Oh, god. It looks so, like AEW last night. Uh, By the way, oh. watching watching some WCW. Tony Giovanni used to kill the fucking moment all the time. Oh, he was terrible. At WCW, it was, oh my god, there's yeah. things he says, he, he just no-sells him, he goes, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> coming up, we have the NWO, like Jericho and like Juventus are having like a great match yeah. <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> oh, well, what about when Lex Luger? They go into the finish, he goes, well, the next match we have coming up, oh, wait, one, two, three. <laughs> 
yeah. Well, that was classic Tony Schiavone. And speaking of NWO, tonight we've got the top 10 NWO moments as they're going into the Hall of Fame this year. But yeah. before we get there, we are in point to the sign of mania season. Two matches confirmed currently for WrestleMania. Oh, look who it is. Damn. It's Ron Simmons. We've got Beach Blast 92 on the screen. Oh, 93. Oh, oh. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, Molly. Oh, my God. Wednesday? Jesus, sir. <laughs> two matches confirmed so far for WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar defending the WWE title against Drew McIntyre. And Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Um, Blood Money was today. I'm sorry. Super Showdown. Um, Super what? Showdown, I think is what it's called. We saw Goldberg defeat The Fiend for the the Universal Championship. And that leads me to believe we're going to see The Fiend versus Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. The Fiend versus John Cena. And Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't like this. Um, you know, when when I first heard the result, I was not happy. But now, I think I would rather have The Fiend and Cena. That's more of an attraction match. And Reigns um, is going to be in the title scene no matter what. So we might as well have him versus Goldberg in, in a match that can go 10 or 15 minutes and then, you know, tops. Yeah. And then we get, we, we as a viewing public have to be put through that. And yeah. then we get to see Drew McIntyre versus yes. Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yes. Which I think will be a really good match. It'll be great. Uh, I guess we've seen Cena and Wyatt go at it. You have The Fiend. The Fiend is just a cooler version of Bray Wyatt. But I think The Fiend is at a level where it feels different. Like, like Cactus Jack felt different than Mankind and Dude Love. And I I think it's like a different they, match. You know the same guy, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, a trembling water top. I just about. will we be under the red lights mm. in Tampa? We're gonna. It's it's outside. There's not gonna be red yeah. lights. It's gonna be outside. Yeah, that. I mean, they could try to do a spotlight or something, and then they could try to put worms in the ring again. Worms <laughs> on a ring. <laughs> be afraid, Orton. <laughs> my God, there's worms. There's worms in the ring. I tell my barbecue sauce out of the worms, Jonathan. What else happened at Blood Money? The OC defeated the funny? Viking Raiders. I've what? never seen Paul Orndorff in a match ever. What? Yeah. I've never really sat down and watched a Paul Orndorff one-on-one match. Okay, I was going to say, you didn't watch WrestleMania 1? All I've seen yeah. is, uh, remember when he came up for Hulk Hogan's birthday and he was all like, he's just the old man, he's all shriveled up. Yep. And he just yeah. had his, his robe look like way too big on him. Right. He was damn good. Yeah. Great um, pile driver. Oh, yeah. So... Let's that see. Was... OC defeated the Viking Raiders. Okay. The Undertaker won the... The Undertaker! Tuig Mountain Trophy Gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. I feel... So what happened was R-Truth pinned Lashley with a roll-up. R-Truth pinned Andrade. They both, like, fell off the top rope and hit heads, and he just kind of landed on them. Mm-hmm. Rowan got disqualified. AJ got Truth to tap out. Rey Mysterio was assaulted backstage by the OC. Undertaker attacked the OC, came out... Um, Hit AJ Lowe, goozled him, chokeslam, pin to set up, I think, AJ versus The Undertaker. Or as I like to say, the Phenom versus the Phenomenal One yeah. at WrestleMania. This was just, like, think about this show. It's the old guy going over. That's yeah. what they paid for. Right. I mean, That's true. 
Yeah, it's kind of a you know retro. So does that mean they're going to reverse all these decisions tomorrow night on SmackDown? I hope not, because live in Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> home of the one patient of the coronavirus. Hope not. I hope they don't reverse all the decisions because the Miz and John Morrison are the new yes. SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Oh, they're the champions. Yeah, oh, I thought they just won. No, they beat the New Day, which yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. New Day rocks. So Angel Garza defeated Humberto Calrio. Is Humberto Calrio it- banging? <laughs> Uh, What's her name? No. This is all speculation. Uh, She's married Alistair. to Alistair Black. They're married? Yeah. Uh, that don't mean nothing in the I'll wrestling s- world. I'll stop, holding a, <laughs> I'll stop holding a candle for her. Yeah, right? Rollins and Murphy defeated the Street Profits, obviously. Yes. Maybe the Street Profits will get left behind in Saudi Arabia. Oh, you mean Private Party? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I love watching AEW thinking that Private Party was the Street Profits. The Street Profits are like, they're close, but they're just, hey, they're just I, not there. You know what they want? The smoke. They want the smoke. That's I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't have... This is 2020. A friend that knows what the smoke means. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. I just, Maybe you should travel outside. I don't know anybody that knows what it means. Oh, you mean Justin doesn't know what smoke means? <laughs> right. I think it means something cool. By deductive reasoning. Mansoor defeated Dolph I Ziggler. I in 2020, you should, te- you should be telling kids they want the smoke. Yeah. What, well, is, uh, what well, is the smoke? Is it vaping? Do we have Do we have a listener that knows what the smoke means? Call in right now. Oh, Pete! Sorry. Pete, what does the smoke mean? Urban. I have to go to that UrbanDictionary.com. Yep. I heard about it. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We what have, is the smoke? Look at this. I, I took my phone out. Yeah. John, while I, while I babble more about blood money, look up what the smoke means. The smoke. Roman Reigns defeated King Corbin in a steel cage match. Bailey yeah. defeated Naomi in what I actually thought was like an inventive finish for what they had to do. So, you know, they they no comments from John, please. They have you know they're respecting the culture and the women are covered from neck to toe mm-hmm. in full body suits and they're also wearing t shirts, I think, to cover up their bussiness. Yes, their curves. Yes. And so Bailey had Naomi down on the mat and Lifted, lifted her leg back, you know, so basically Naomi's heel was touching her back and pulled the t-shirt over. Kind of like the reverse hockey move where you yeah. pull. So her foot was caught in her own shoe and then kind of like face slammed her down. That's like a cool. Jeff Jarrett stroke move. Okay. It was different. Yeah, I like it. I right. like it. So What is the smoke? Well, continuing on controversy, the smoke means conflict, heat, controversy. So they're saying they want the heat. Oh. But, but also, face. if I scroll down a little bit, it's also the feeling you get when you take opioids. Okay. Well, so, this, this is clearly not what they're talking about. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's actually slang for the streets of London. Oh, boy. I don't think the street prophets yeah. want the streets of London. I well, what's their name? The streets. Smoke prophets. is so associated with fire and being hot. And, like, we want... Like, I think it's called... Talking. I think it's... They, remember, they used to report things? Right. So, I think they want... The news? They want the news. Okay. No. I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. I don't think that they're like, want to Well, you know what, Strum? Why don't you <laughs> at mention them on fucking I'm Instagram? Gonna ask them. I'm going to add, I'm gonna add Montez Ford. I'm going to put my own definition on What's Urban Dictionary. What's a definition? <laughs> put my own definition on I'm, Urban I'm gonna Dictionary. I'm going to create a fake tweet from P.K. Potts telling us, <laughs> telling us what did, the smoke means. How did piece. you do that? <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I'm a wizard. The, that made the, me so happy. The worst was I blew up my spot because I actually had a text from him. Uh, yeah, conf- you know, conflicting what he's saying now. I love the fact that Pete was Pete was dead set. So to let Pete in <laughs> on this conversation, because Pete's our listener, 
Um, Pete was dead set on the idea that a few weeks ago I said if Goldberg beats The Fiend for the Universal title, I'm done with WWE. Mm-hmm. He was 100% convinced. And then John went back and looked at the text messages and I was like, you know, I actually think it's not a bad move. And yeah. And Pete yeah. was like, oh, God, he thought he had me. The yeah. super honk, he it's thought like, he had me. It's like digging up old tweets. But that's pretty funny. Oh, that looks like amazing. I did. <laughs> yeah. It looks like... reminds me of Kayshek. Put that steering wheel back where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, he was... Hey, wait, stop taking pictures. They're going to think you're Jewish. <laughs> Look, if it's one thing this whole impeachment thing taught us, if you don't have the evidence, make it up. Yep, exactly. I love it. Make up at the tweet. That was Blood Money. Um, this year, the Chicka Chicka Hall of Fame class. We've got three names-ish. We won't be purchasing tickets in Tampa. No, we won't. We'll watch. I'll be what watch- night is it? No, it's Thursday night, actually. Oh, so not even going to be there. there. Jesus. Yeah. Chicka Chicka Hall of Fame. Uh, maybe I'll jump an early flight. You never know. Well, we pushed ours out later. So. Oh, good. Bye. We'll see you Saturday morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had the choice of sitting... The aisle across from, but next to John and Pete, or sitting in between John and Pete at five thirty in the morning. What do you think I did? Yeah, you you got to learn I, how flight works. I'd sit in the bathroom. <laughs> I'd go in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm sitting the aisle across from. The good news is uh, JetBlue is suspending their change fees when you change your seat. I used to do this all the time. Oh, really? I would just keep moving seats until I found like an empty row for myself. Okay. Uh, and that's how I wound up sitting next to uh, the future president of the United States, Elizabeth Warren. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> they've suspended that till June 1st, so I might be saying bye-bye to you guys. And hello to, hello to sexy Liz Warren. Yeah. Who, who should be dropping out any day now. Well, she'll lose Massachusetts and then she'll be done. But well, that's a separate Well, discussion. listen, we're not going to talk politics on the show today. I like Sorry. how she called I'm the just, coronavirus. The what's, what's full racist? Pretending to be a race and, and gaining from it? Or the coronavirus? <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Or the president's wall. Yeah. I think the wall is racist. Well, I, you know. We Moving have, on. We have much to, dis- much to discuss. Moving NWO on. NWO-wise. The NWO is racist because it is black and white. And then it was red and white. It's inclusionary. Black it's black, I'm sorry. It's inclusionary. It's black and white. Yeah, yeah. So but this yellow. year... Nah, that's a good point. What about brown? Virgil was in the NWO. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I just said that. All right, so <laughs> the NWO is going into the Hall of Fame this year. X-Pac in his 12 championships. Scott Hall in his 15 championships. Kevin Nash in his 21 championships. Hulk Hogan in his 13 championships, going along with that 55 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, but mm. Meltzer's a faggot, so it doesn't count. Oh, hey. oh, and write that seven, down! And his 17 <laughs> PWI Awards. The Animal Batista with his 10 championships. The Bella Twins. This thing is just becoming yeah. a joke. And then rumored to go into the Hall of Fame this year, JBL, Jushin Thunder Liger, and the British Bulldog. Yep. I like, I, how every, no... I like how every year, once you think they have enough people, they add Kevin Nash and 10 more. Yeah. No, I think this is a, this is kind of late, I feel like, you know, to be... They've been getting later and later. Yeah. yeah. And um, Bulldog, to me, is the one I'm most excited for. Um, we've seen all the NWO go in before, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for uh, Liger. Yeah. Liger's awesome. Right, and Batista. He wrestled, I'm sorry, he wrestled in the first Nitro match ever. Yep. Do you know who his opponent was? No. I know you don't know. Do you know? Uh, it would have been... 1995? 
Uh, Rey Mysterio. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. Damn it. The Brian Pillman. The Brian Pillman. And I'm excited for JBL, only yeah. if for all weekend. I can just look at everybody there and go, Mouth! <laughs> he's a bully. Mouth! And yeah, another Okay, reason. okay, you think he's a bully. What is. Let's go back to the text messages. <laughs> JBL. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a bully, I'm expressing my opinion. I, I'm more excited about Batista going in. I know. Yeah! He's, he's not the biggest fan favorite, but I think. He's a loser. I. <laughs> I think he... Him and he, he needs to roll off Dana Brooke long enough to accept the award. Oh, come on. Come on. Good for him. But Batista, really, he made it to the... the A level that I think not a lot of guys got to. That's he was, true. He was huge. What, Triple H's bag boy? Hey, listen, he Batista bombed Triple H hundreds of times. So, you've met my brother. My brother's yeah. kind of a heel, and he yeah. likes he has even more fun with it when we go to wrestling shows. So a few years ago when Morrow was on SmackDown and they were doing the shakeup, mm-hmm. that's when like the bully stuff hit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's booing the hell out of JBL. My brother was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, they don't like JBL because he was mean to Morrow on Twitter. Oh, yeah. My brother stands up. He's like, JBL! JBL! He's like, can I get a JBL t-shirt? Do they sell them here? So Mikey fighting for the cause. <clears throat> yeah. JBL is definitely old school. I, my, I love JBL. So that's it for the Hall of Fame. Before we get to the list, I think we're going to play last week's game again. That's it for the Hall of Fame? As of right now. Chicka Chicka Hall of Fame. If you want to know who should go in, go back and listen to episode one. That's right. Or episode uh, 42. 44. Last two weeks episode with the tag teams. Yes, that's right. It was two weeks ago. Go get learned. Get learned. Number one will always be Owen Hart. Where do you listen to this podcast? You can listen to this podcast on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, it's on iTunes? Snoogles, Big Spock, Flip Plus. stupid Podbean. Oh, what's the matter with you? I don't know. There's a logo and everything. Oh, you, want to, you don't even pop up? <laughs> you get Flip Flip. Every plus. time I do a search, so the, Urgo, the Urkel Destruction Diaries pops up? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what idiot host that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm printing an episode. Do I don't the, remember this. Wait till we do the crossover, the top ten yeah. Urkel wrestling moments. Um, has the Bushwhackers were in an episode. Right? But has one? Urkel ever shown up in an arena? I doubt it. I'm sure. Do you think... Uh, at, at re- By the way, you, <coughs> you take all this, you review Blood Money, you know, you're setting up a Hall of Fame card... You're talking about SmackDown Friday night. Um, There's a huge pay-per-view Saturday night, and you don't even list the card. You know, that may have been part of the the agenda. You don't know. You want to talk about Revolution? I do. You want to talk about AEW Revolution? Yeah, what's the card? We'll talk about AEW Revolution after we play the game. We got a game. We got a game. How come you haven't lined up the music? It's all about the game and how you play it. That gets done in post. You didn't listen last week, did you? I didn't. <laughs> no. Did you? Did you have a show last week? We did two weeks ago. The last episode, last we, episode. we introduced a new game. I've got fancy buzzers for the you. The only thing I got out of the last the last game or the last the last podcast was that Pete Carapaz has called me fat, and yes, he, he had did. to call to apologize me moments after I got off the phone with you because his wife berated him. Really? Not because he wanted to apologize. Just remember that. Yeah. I might have to send Peter an apology text for ripping on him for texting during when he's on vacation. Nah, he doesn't care. No. I doubt he cares. Suck my balls, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you both got a buzzer. Yeah. It's going to be the first one to three. Follow the buzzer. 
I'm going to play a WWE theme song backwards. First one to three. Here's the first one. John. That's not our truth, is it? That is our truth. One wow. point for John. Wow, nice job. All right, let's see. I was going to guess Booker T. Hey, you Number two. Because, that's because you're racist. <laughs> John. Triple H. That is Triple H. Two for John. Gently's, wow. Gently's very, very good with music. He is indeed. I would have actually bet on him. All right, here. Uh, Spoken here. like a real loser. <laughs> Number three. Yeah, that one was a bust. I kind of only picked it because of the is picture. It a, is it a woman? It is. It's a former Divas champion. It's Maurice. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Uh, I, I don't know what Maurice... Uh, I don't know what Maurice's music sounds like because I want to enter a mute. <laughs> All right, here we go. Actually, I was watching Miz and Mister the other night because my wife had it on. And yeah. I think they played her theme song. I should have known that. Yeah. I just saw this like Tuesday night. All right. Look at Shivani. What a nerd. Let me tell you something. This is for the win for John. <laughs> oh, current member of the SmackDown roster. Morrison? It's John Morrison. <laughs> wow. John Tremblay wins. A shutout! Wow. You know, my one of my fondest memories, driving down uh, the highway at Justin Strem's broken down uh, Ford Taurus, <laughs> listening to him play a shitty first generation iPod uh, that didn't have one actual song on it. It was just wrestling themes. Yes. That was it. We used to play the game, and he goes, Tremblay! He'd have, he'd, be, he'd have a couple beers with him, and he'd say, Tremblay, do you know who this is? And I go, no. He goes, the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> I did have like 50 WWF themed songs back in the day, and it was like half my iPod, and it was connected through like that, um, you know, FM, like 87, oh, yeah. 87.9 thing, so hey, like, I always wondered if like somebody was yeah. scanning, and they like hear like the, the Beverly Brothers. I just heard song. Bret Hart's theme song on repeat, I was driving <laughs> next to this loser. So this is Tech Slashinger and Shanghai toys. Pierce. Can you two identify those wrestlers? Mm-hmm. All right, hold on, let me, take a, let me take a deep Larry David look at them. Uh, so they're really tall. Fat bastards. Uh, Ooh. Do they ever take the mask off? Not in this <clears throat> match. Wow. Well, actually, one of them's not wearing a mask, so eventually. So he's going to drop that thing? Former, well, actually, at this point, they're future WWF Tag Team Champions. Oh, my God. Together? Yes. Hey, Flash Funk! That's, is it the Godwins? It is, it is the Godwins! Wow. They really, they really, they're really thin here. Yeah, yeah. They must have eaten that pail of swill. That they oh were my god! <laughs> it's time for the Revolution preview. Yes. I wow. find myself Rude. singing this song I love all that. the time at work. Yeah. And Jericho won't sue us because it's just he just 
plays this during his own podcast to get... And he'll never hear this. Download Judas. Eh, you never know. He's a busy man. He gets around. He doesn't miss a thing. I love how it's his own theme song and he sings it. Yeah. It's, uh... So, the entire crowd singing this, like I've shown you with the Grado stuff, Mm -hmm. is what I love about wrestling. It's, um... I love Sammy Guevara singing it. Yeah. I want to get that Guns N' Roses in his shirt with it. Yeah. So, the thing is, just before that was released, I just bought another Inner Circle t-shirt. Did so. Oh, yeah. And I got those, the, the champion. Are you going to wear the WrestleMania? I'm going to wear it to your wedding. Pair <laughs> <laughs> of jeans, cowboy boots. Yep. yep. So, I would say, I texted this to the group last night, Jericho is on a level that is... Far superior to anybody else in the Think business right now. Think about every week he shits out a new product. Even I bought the neck handkerchief. Yeah. For no reason. Right. Now I'm not going to wear it. It doesn't fit my fucking neck. And they walk down like with hands on shoulders. Like I, that was hilarious. So <laughs> I want the Painmaker posse jacket. So I think yeah. they were mocking, uh, mimicking uh, Dodgeball. Remember the, the mm. Viper team? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. think they were doing that. The Global Gym Purple Cobras. Yeah. We will. We will. Thank <laughs> you. All right, so but it's it's every every week a new even that came from a fan. He goes, yeah, it looks nice. Can I make that into a T-shirt? Yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah. Like, so yeah. there's a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that is the CM Punk Appetite for Destruction, and it's his five like best disciples. Yeah. Best. No, it's his five like known looks like the long oh. blonde hair Ring of Honor, ah. the um, you know the Summer of Punk, the Strated Society mask. His mm-hmm. five like bit main looks in WWE, and that's. Well, I wonder if he'll bitch about it in three weeks next time he shows up on backstage. Shut up. So AEW, I really like that t-shirt. AEW Revolution is this Saturday. Oh, real cool, Jericho. Yeah. February 29th, which means I'm calling it Leap 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 Year. Year. Leap Year, baby. It's in Chicago, so get them CM Punk rumors rolling. Yes. Um, I just, it's always, why are all their major pay-per-views in Las Vegas or Chicago? And Jacksonville. Like, are they going to go to their all-in this year and have that in Chicago again? Probably. Like, yeah. How, how many double or nothings can you have as well, by the way? You can go double or nothing whenever you want. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Right. I do it every Sunday when I lose my football bets. Yeah, it goes double or nothing Sunday night game and then double Scott or nothing Monday Scott, night. Scott, $1,000 on the patch to cover. Wow. Thank so, God. my blood. Let's, let's go over this card and then get to the list and then get our asses to the 99 because I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh, um, oh Midian. <laughs> <laughs> so on the pre-show, SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels in their corner Never take right. on the Dark Order. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with Alex Reynolds and John Silver in their corner. Does uh. the Exalted One make his appearance this week? I don't know. It's is, it, weird. is it Midian? It. I still think it's going to be <laughs> either Kazarian or Scorpio Sky. I think they're playing up. It's going to be Daniels. All I'm going to say is, Sunny just got out of jail. Wow. That's true. Yeah, she's on the next train to Chicago. I, I could see oh, it well, being... She's, she's, no, no, no. She, <laughs> the train rides her. <laughs> uh, I could see it being Pete's least favorite wrestler, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Uh, uh, man. That could be. He doesn't have the charisma to be no, the no leader. Not a name. Not really. A, he, he wasn't really a talker in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you like in that match? I, I think the Exalted One gets revealed, and the Dark Order wins. I think the Dark yeah. Order is going to win. 
Yeah, anytime you have a big mystery reveal. Yeah. Anytime yeah. Vince McMahon has to show up in a hood, you got to win. Yeah. It's me, Austin! It was me. In a singles match, Pac, the bastard, mm-hmm. taking on in his AEW in-ring debut, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. I wow. love this match. When it was set Wednesday night, I almost jumped out of my chair. Yes. I think I think Pac wins. Yeah. But it's... If Pac loses, it's he might as well leave. I think this is absolutely... It's like... Um, the, the most serious wrestler you have versus like the most gimmicked wrestler you have. It's like when Jack Swagger wrestled Hornswoggle. <laughs> or when JBL wrestled Hornswoggle. Jack who? <clears throat> oh, Jake Hagar, excuse me. And uh, I think... I don't know. You never know the, the swear they can put into it because... Uh, Orange Cassidy is just fucking hilarious. Yeah. When Nick Jackson kicked that door open, he's like... He's just standing like that. <laughs> his hands in his pocket, leaning back, and goes... <laughs> right. Right. Not I love his black and white yearbook photo shirt. That thing's hilarious. AEW <laughs> Dynamite should just be... Like, ran, like, every commercial break should lead in with random moments of him just doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy there in, a, in the upset okay. of the century. In a singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship, no comments out of you, Jonathan. Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose. Gotta get the belt off the uh, dude. <laughs> um, it was nice of her to sit in for the uh, the weigh-ins last night. Yeah, she was she was right, Twix. I mean, here's the problem: they just put it on her. Um, so now they're sort of in the spot, like when they take it off her, like are they being like insensitive? So you mean so, a you mean a relatively attractive blonde girl can't take it off her? No, no. Uh, I'm gonna go Nyla Rose. I'm oh. going Nyla Rose too soon. Yeah. And by the way, um, Nyla Rose on Jericho's podcast, I think she gave a really good interview, gave some insight into it because I went in thinking like, oh, you know, this is stupid, da da da, but you know. It it all boils down to whether it's authentic or not. And it is it is a show after all. So I really beat Rio. Oh, nope, nope. She yep. ha- no, she doesn't have. She doesn't have one of those. She got rid of it. <laughs> Darby uh, Allen. You, know, you know what? I just I don't I don't think that AEW has a very good women's division. So they don't. So it's fitting that a man is the champ. <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't think Impact has a good men's division. It's fitting women's a champ. Yeah. Darby Allen versus Dude. the sexy Spanish god, yes. Sammy Guevara. I love this match. I love how Darby Allen stole Sammy's gimmick, chases him out of the ring, and then does the little, uh, the cue cards for the commercial. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, you know what, I was at first I'm like, these two guys, they're like little kids. I, lo- I love Sammy, but I'm like, uh, just watching it, I go, this is going to be a they, good match. They yeah. need a way, they need to find a way that to um, uh, feed... An audio feed of the commercial breaks. Some of the best shit on Dynamite mm-hmm. yeah. is done during the commercial breaks. Um, I just think... Wow, we're going to go on commercial here. I, what I would love to see out of this, because AEW always needs new stars, right? I would love to see these guys put on some sort of five-star match, tear the house down. Well, it's AEW and Meltzer will be reviewing it, so it might get 11 stars. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. from a, like, like a Chris Parcella looks at <clears> it and says... Wow, that was a great match. The crowd was into it. It went twenty minutes, whatever, and it wasn't. There was like very few dead spots. It's just like I would love to see these two be pushed, like you know, upper mid card. They need it. They need another championship for these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait good. till Jericho suggests <clears throat> they have a cruiserweight championship. 
<laughs> oh, so, suddenly, 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 you gained a few pounds, and yeah, uh, right. Oh, a cruiserweight championship. So, a ta- so a championship. Everyone but Jake Hagar, Dustin Rhodes, and Kenny Omega can wrestle for. <laughs> I seriously. I know I'm the WWE, but um, I really like AEW. Their roster is a lot of really small dudes. It's a it's an indie roster. You know what I, I like? It's a two hour a week viewing. You can yeah. watch Dark if you want. I choose not to. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I it's the one show I catch every week, guaranteed. And I'm usually home Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's two hours. It's easy, and it's like Jericho fix up fits fills up at least twenty to twenty five minutes of it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see. In attack, oh, Jake Hagar making his AEW in-ring debut this is against yeah. Dustin Rhodes. That match, um, it's funny. In AEW, that excites me. Uh, two years ago, I would have said like that should be on the pre-show for Raw. Yeah. So just to show you what the difference. Dustin Rhodes wrestling in his fifth <clears throat> decade. Wow. He can still go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still got it. He, he towards his WWE, the end of his yeah. run. Yeah. He's having was great there. tag matches, and he was... Even him and Cody, that was when they were Stardust Goldust. It was like, yep, yeah. Um, but I think uh, obviously, I think Hagar's going to win. Yes, of course. Uh, Hagar, it's his debut. He needs to destroy Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, puppy. Would they make him almost like a Brock Lesnar type? And is he, is he is he what Wardlow is he what Wardlow uh, uh, failed to be? Oh my God, Wardlow yeah. looked huge in his suit. Yeah, and then when he was in trunks on Wednesday two weeks ago, he looked tiny. Well, MJ was a midget. You can't. Yeah. In a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Champions, uh, Kenny Omega, aka Jazz Hands, aka Kenny Olivier, yeah. aka Mister Rio de Rico, uh, Rio, <laughs> and Adam Page defend against the Young Bucks. I like this. I like how they. Exp- I like how they set it up. Yeah, I know you. I know you were. You're like, this makes no sense, but they had that sit-down with uh, with JR and uh, Michael. <clears throat> Why are you fighting each other for the title? Yeah. Tony, Tony. I, I think it's headed to the Young, Buck, Young Bucks winning because I think the Hangman, Page, and uh, Kenny are going to feud. How drunk do you think Hangman will be? Yeah. yeah. It's a good angle. It's a great gimmick. Um, in the match that... It's, it's better than the last drunk we had in wrestling. His name was Hawk. He fell off the Titans run. Stop. We, there's been drunks since then. Um, and, that all, and that all led to uh, what's his draws being paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MJF, me. <laughs> MJF with Wardlow, worst name by the way. Yeah, it's a versus name. Cody with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson has to turn heel. Mm. He doesn't work as a face. He had a chance. I think he's too old. He's just he's just hanging out. Yeah, I, I think he's a prop that MJF at one point can like, maybe like tie tie uh, Cody down somewhere yeah. and start slapping on around. It's, it's like Jose Lothario with Shawn Michaels at this point. Ah, okay. Like no one's gonna touch him. Like, yeah. But I, I think MJF. <clears throat> I think MJF wins. Yep, MJF. He's a Cody superstar. doesn't get. He doesn't. There's no comeuppance. You know what? It, it's it makes all the sense in the world. But I'm hoping they don't make all this all the sense in the world. Well, I I just think this feud's gonna continue mm-hmm. and. If if Cody wins, much like Roman finally beat um, King Corbin today, you ready for this? I'm I'm ready. Arn Anderson throws the towel in for Cody. Wow! Just like MJF threw the towel in for Cody. Yeah, it could be. I like that. And then the next pay per view, Brandy throws the throws the towel in for <laughs> Cody. And next thing you know, Cody has no friends. <laughs> I like this. This is the next year of Cody's life is all about throwing in yeah. the towel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
By the way, that moonsault. Yeah. Woo! Broke a toe. Wild. Did he? Yep. Wow. And then in the main event, the AEW, the first ever, the youngest, the oldest, the longest reigning AEW champion in company history. <laughs> yes. Chris Jericho defending against the prisoner. Let me now let me see if I can do my best John Justin Roberts. Yeah! Uh, you know what? I read Justin Roberts' book. Actually, I listened to Justin Roberts' book. I tried to. I had to I, shut it off. I liked it, but you know what? I can't watch it every week. Oh, yeah, my God. He's, he's kind of annoying in real life. But I, uh, I mean, You know, he Jericho. invented Connor Malalek. And, uh, <laughs> I believe that. I believe WWE stole from him. I believe. Um, Jericho wins, in my opinion. Even if it's dirty. He's gotta. Um, gotta. Jericho's too, too hot right now, and I think you guys made a good point earlier. You can't have your first two champs. Chris said that. I'll let you. I'll let you uh, make that. Once point. again, uh, I'm the honk, so I gotta honk honk it. You can't mm, build your company fun. by making your first two world champions WWE retreads, for lack of a better term. Right. When they first released the fuzzy schedule, I go, "Fuck, we're done." But I think, uh, looking at it, he has every Wednesday off, and you know what? He doesn't wrestle every week, so right. Um, it just he's Jericho. Too, he's, he's running too hot. Jericho winning the title made sense. You need, like I said earlier today, you need your first guy to be someone the eyeballs, you mm-hmm. know, people know. You can get the eyeballs on it, but mm-hmm. after that, I, Moxley went in, and you know, you know. And I said this to you yesterday, and you found a way to make fun of me for it. <laughs> if Moxley was doing this eye patch thing, if WWE wanted Moxley to do the eye patch thing. He would shit all over it. He'd be like, oh, what am I, what am I, a spike get thrown in my eye? I gotta come through the crowd. But now that it's AEW, he gets to do his own thing. And yeah. be the exact same guy right. with, a, with a beard. Right. Exactly. Oh, you done? Sorry. <laughs> it is true. Am I done shitting on John Moxley? Yes. Yeah. John Moxley is changing the way you watch professional wrestling. Moxley doesn't deserve Look at that tachas on this thing. Dave Dave Sullivan? (laughs) (laughs) Is that Kevin Sullivan's brother? Uh, K-Fabe. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this is, that's Missy Hyatt interviewing Paul Orndorff and and Dave Sullivan, who would eventually be known as Evod Sullivan. He, they, his gimmick was he was a simpleton that couldn't even spell his name. Yeah, let's, let's riff while Strim's with the shitter. Yeah, well, let's, let, let's, let's pull back the, fo- the fourth wall. Justin Strim to go take a piss, Chris. All right, you've, you've described what's on television. Why is Paul Odorf still hanging around out there? Missy Hyatt's interviewing him. He's but got he already went him. backstage. He already won the match, didn't he? Well, now it's interview time. But John, remember, this is 1993. Like, they would come back and do an interview. After. Remember WrestleMania? Like... An hour after the match, Sean Mooney would interview somebody behind the fake locker but this room. Isn't behind, this is out in the crowd. Well, they don't have video screens. She this is, is, this is Turner. She's like 2020 hunt. Except for that hair. Looks yeah, she's definitely got, um, I got a perm on vacation. I like, I like how uh, Sullivan is acting like the guy who just can't stand still. Look at him. He can't, he's like Michael J. Fox right now. He he's, just keeps moving. He's peed at your wedding. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you mean? He kept moving at my wedding? I don't think I saw him sit down once, oh. except for dinner, which... Oh. <laughs> I sat down for two minutes to eat. I laid my bed at midnight. I could not walk. I had to be helped to the bathroom. I think you were in your bed before I got home. Yes, probably. Yes. No, that's not true. I left at, what, like eight thirty, nine o'clock? I got home 
10, 30, 11. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I'll let Strem just edit all of this out. It's fine. It's easier than shutting off the recorder and starting it back up again. Uh, I was trying to riff and make some podcast magic. But yeah, but fine. we went silent. That's all right. It's Gary Michael Capetta. Who's coming to the ring? Eric Watts. The worst. Lord Stephen Regal. Oh, there's a nice graphic snafu. Eric Watts. He's not Stephen Regal. <laughs> Eric Watts might be, through no fault of his own, the worst generational wrestler. Look at the, at the AEW ramp. It's not the AEW ramp, you schmuck. By the way, I just thought of this. Yeah? While yeah. you're taking well, a piss? Well, yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out, even Ooh. though they're my rivals, to the Tuxbury Memorial High School wrestling team. Yeah! For winning the Merrimack Valley. They only you... won because 18 teams dropped out due to fears of the coronavirus. <laughs> That's patently false. <laughs> um, I am related to some of the Sheehan's in Tuxbury, and I know that there's some of those boys on the team. Um, Great towing company. So congratulations on winning the, in my opinion, the hardest league in wrestling the in, hardest the, in the state. Since we're gonna, would you say it's a new league? Oh God, AEW a new league in wrestling. I mean, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but since since we're talking about it, congratulations to Dylan Chandler winning the state title as a senior. Excellent. Um, There'll be a road named after you in Tuxbury, Chandler Street. Congratulations. You pass it, you pass it to go home. Um, <clears throat> Steve O'Keefe and Steve Kastrzak, who I wrestled with and wrestled for when I was in high school. Named the co-coaches of the year in Excellent. Division Two. They're also called the Steves. The Steves. Nice. And then Mike Donovan. I used to wrestle with him. I used to coach with him. Oh, you uh, know Mike Donovan. Head coach of yeah. Tingsboro High. Um, <laughs> head coach of Tingsboro Wrestling won the Division Three Coach of the Year. So, wow. a good year for the Redmond lineage. Yes. And uh, that's everything. And now it's time, finally... If you stuck with us this whole 41 minutes, it's time to get to the list. Top you know 10 moments. I, I think we have magic here. Turn it off. Turn it off. Let's go get Turn it off. Nights. Turn it off. It's time for the top 10 moments. Why am I talking like a fucking <laughs> It's time moment. for the top 10 moments. What do you want? Give him one. I'm, 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 I got this. I'm, I'll, I'll have one while we're eating. I think I'll... Top 10 moments in New World Order history. They're going to the Hall of Fame this year. So we're uh, we're going to talk about the NWO. And I can't help it. I know. No, I, just, yeah, I, I just... Pete hates this list. He made that abundantly clear. Let's see. Financial document, financial doc. Oh, wrestling list. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, Pete. Um, well, why do I keep saying Call Pete? Me Pete. Jesus. John hates this list. Pete's not here, but he sent in his list. Pete's number ten was Hulk Hogan spray so paints the title. Oh, sorry. Let's uh, let's save Pete's list for the end because he basically went almost in reverse order of my list. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll save Pete's for later. If you don't Tanya, mind. If you don't mind. If you Google NWO moments, uh, all Pete's moments pop up right away. First thing, cage side seats. There's a nice summary right on the internet for you. So. So is Pete's list and your list the same? No, I I, I did my own. I didn't even okay. pay attention. To okay. I was in a meeting texting you. Yes. I wasn't reading everything. <laughs> All right. So when you said, Pete, thanks, that's five. I need five more. And that was... That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never sure with you. All right. So, John. Chris. You're our guest. It's always a joke. I'm never sure. You're number ten, please. I actually had two number tens. 
but I crossed one off. Okay. So well, save that for honorable mentions. All right. Well, so mine is Michael, my son Michael's boots Booker T out of the NWO. <laughs> what? I enjoyed that. Actually, that was that's a good one. I enjoyed that. So. Yeah, do you want so, to go into more detail? So Shawn Michaels was, I think he was joining the NWO that night. He was already in. Okay, and they said, one of these, someone in here does, doesn't belong. And, uh, well, it was, what, five or six white guys in a ring in Booker T. It was Shawn, so Scott Hall had just gotten fired because of the plane ride from hell. It was Shawn, Kevin Nash, <laughs> X-Pac, Big Show, and Booker T. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and they, were, they kept saying, someone here doesn't belong, and... Shawn Michaels, with his short dyke hair, uh, super kicks Booker T out of the NWO, back to Dallas, or Houston, back to Houston, and uh, yeah, that was the end of Booker T and the NWO. So there were some great moments from that that short period, um, that's when Goldust with Tourette's tried to join the NWO. I want to join the new, 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 new world order. Um, but during that segment, he super kicks Booker T and goes, you're the problem. You keep trying to steal the spotlight from the NWO, just like The Rock tried to steal the spotlight from Triple H, just like Stone Cold tried to steal the spotlight from me. It was a very ah. clickish promo. <clears throat> that didn't yeah. make my list, but I that is a, one of the top... You know what, that was, wasn't anywhere on my list, and then I crossed out the number 10 I had, which was actually the most notes I had on anything, oh, wow. saying that I think that's a shit moment, actually, you know. Say that for later, but that's my number ten. All right, Justin. Wow. Yeah, Justin so um, my number ten. Oh, I wish Pete was here for this because he would have hated this. <clears throat> my number ten is when the Giant joins NWO. Ooh, good one. And I think that this. That was a good one. You know why it was so big? Because uh, no he literally because he was <laughs> the Giant <clears throat> was was brand new and every brand new big guy gets a push right like Yokozuna Braun Strowman Giant Gonzalez all of them John Tremblay um, and the Giant was like their um, arguably their biggest threat he was brand new he was enormous he was in shape he was twenty two or whatever he was super young was he in Kevin Sullivan's uh... He was in the Dungeon of Doom. Yes. The Dungeon of Doom. But Sullivan! he was a fifth member, and he was he was a star at the time. We'll say what you want about him later on, Pete. I know you're not I a find fan it, of him. I just find it funny that he really had no formal wrestling training. They just kind of threw him out there because he was big, mm-hmm. and immediately he's a star. <laughs> well, I mean, just be, I wish I wish uh, Gerard was here for this because he's he's big on the big guys um, because the episode I invented but skipped. Yes, exactly. Gerard actually had a great idea for a new for an upcoming episode, and I've got a plan. We can talk about it okay. later. Um, but Gerard had a great idea for a future episode. If who are the top ten wrestlers of all time? If wrestling were a shoot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a very. Ooh. I immediately said Brock Lesnar. Just when you think the yeah. lists are going dry. Yeah. Oh, we, there, I've got lists upon lists upon lists in my brain. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, I, 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 the last point I'll make about the Giant joining. So, he was the fifth member to join. Um, of course, the main three, uh, Hall, Nash, and Hogan. And then DiBiase joined as the fourth, financing it. And uh, the fifth was the Giant. And it kind of, like, he went from, like, the biggest threat to, like, oh, man, the, t- the, the scales have tipped to the NWO. Absolutely. And it was a huge moment for... 
you know the power that they would eventually become. That was that was a great moment. Uh, actually, I remember it vividly. It was the main event was the Dungeon of Doom versus the Horsemen, mm-hmm. and the NWO hit the ring, and um, the Giant comes down to the ring, and Mike Tanay goes, "Thank God for the Giant," and he goes to pick up Ming, and you think he's going to help him because they're both in the Dungeon of Doom, and he goozles him. And Tony Schiavone goes, whoa, 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 no, the giant, no, yes. the giant. Yes. And then they spit on the WCW sign. Was this after uh, Hogan and the Giant had that match, but it was actually like two monster trucks on top of Cobalt Hall? Well, this was a year after that. Oh, my God. Because that was the Giant's debut when he won the WCW title. Yeah. But didn't they have like two monster trucks? Yes. Halloween Havoc 1995. They had a monster truck battle, and then they had a one-on-one match. on the roof? Yes. Very dangerous. Then they had a one-on-one match. (laughs) Oh, that's very dangerous. Why would you do that? How'd they get the trucks up there? The Giant won by disqualification. (laughs) Did they have to pay for a crane? (laughs) They had a a freight elevator. Um, (laughs) It was probably on top of, like, the parking garage, so they drove it all the way up, like, to the open roof, but... In that match, Jimmy Hart turned on Hogan. Hogan lost by DQ, and Jimmy Hart had power of attorney, so he put a stipulation in that Hogan could lose the belt by DQ. And then the Yeti came out, and they dry humped Hogan. It was great stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. The Yeti. All right. My number 10, Vince McMahon injects a lethal dose of poison yes. into the WWE. Do I? Yes. So after being driven to his wit's end um, by sharing power with Ric Flair of the WWF, in storyline, Shane and Steph sold their stock to Flair in order to purchase WCW and ECW. Somehow it made them equal partners, even though Vince is the majority share owner. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, but whatever. They've done um, that a few times. Vince said, you know, he was getting driven crazy by Flair. He was at his end, and he's like, that's it. The only way I can get rid of Flair <laughs> is by killing the WWE, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing in the poison, the NWO. Yeah. Um, it was a giant moment for the WWE. It was the first time since, you know, 1993 when Hogan left in 96 when Hall and Nash left that the history would be coming back. Um, they were like the key guys that the WWF fans wanted for the invasion. Yep. You know, unfortunately due to the Time <clears throat> Warner contracts, uh-huh. you know, Mysterio, Flair, Sting, Steiner, Luger, Brett, Randy, Goldberg, Hall, Nash, and Hogan all had contracts with Time Warner, not WCW. Right. So when WCW got sold, they were like, wait. Yeah, they're like, oh, Ted Turner still storm. has to pay us millions of dollars to stay home. Yeah. Or we can give that money back and maybe make a fraction of that by going back out on the road. Right. Well, stay home, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Could you imagine if the contracts were reasonable and Brett got bought by the WWE? Oh, my God. Wow. That would have been amazing. If you don't show up, you're in breach of contract. <laughs> this led to Icon versus Icon, which I'm sure yes. we'll talk about. Um, you know, yep. Big Show and Shawn Michaels joining the NWO, which led to Shawn coming back to the ring. Like I kind of put all of that into one yeah. big thing. So it was actually, I, I called it the re-debut, I okay. guess. And it was my number six. Okay. Because it really was that like sort of dream crossover um, thing. It was, you know, a couple years too late, of course, but yeah. it still had enough chutzpah to, to get there. Uh, and of course, led chutzpah. to chutzpah, <laughs> chutzpah, 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 enough chutzpah. You're an awful Jew. Well, you know, you never make. I've never been accused of being a real Jew. Um, no, excuse me. No, no. <laughs> nope. Actually, that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. I had a good one lined up. I'll save it for when the microphone's off. Mm-hmm. 
So that was your number so six. So it was my number six. You know, and oh, the other thing was, we talked about this on the show once before. Um, it allowed that debut of the video that Ric Flair debuted oh, of the history right. of WWE and, you know, don't don't sell out and all this stuff. But um, it was basically an excuse to give a nice retrospective of uh, WWE's, you know, decades of Absolutely. dominance. And we're going to hand raise for top two. Top two? Top two. two. Okay. Pete, number nine. John, Jesus oh, Christ, why do I keep doing that? <laughs> wow. And people listen to this go, I'm not John, I'm not fat. Um... Nine. Oh, well. Do you not have a number nine? I think we covered number nine. Hogan wins the title versus the Giant. <laughs> Did we do that one? No. That, no, that's, that's... No, Giant Joint, okay. I yeah. have the Hogan won the title against the Giant at NWO Pay-Per-View. Per- well, okay. Okay. I think it's the same thing. So. All right. Your number nine. My number nine. <clears throat> Jeff Farmer. As oh, wait, no, that's... No, no, go ahead. That's not top two for me. As Sting number two oh, attacks... My number, my number seven. Lex Luger. So it could oh, be... Oh, no, 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 no. It could be when the reverse happens. Yeah, yeah. So, when it was pretty believable, he attacked Lex Luger. And basically, the reason I put this on the list is because... It created, like, the, the storyline was it created a lot of confusion because Lex Luger oh, really uh, believed it to Elias? be the, to be Sting. <laughs> That's Max Payne. Did that, is that Man Mountain Rock? It is Man Mountain Rock. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is all, like, the, the whole power struggle thing. This, you know, the fake Sting attacking Lex Luger, it basically resulted in people looking over their shoulder, right? Mm. The, the remaining WCW people were, like, on edge. And um, then it was like, who's going to defect next? Of course, it wasn't actually Sting, but I think it was a crucial moment for the I like NWO. how they believed it was Sting. Right. Well, I mean, storyline-wise, so, it made sense. So, right? at, this was my number four. Mm. At first, at first glance, when they first did the outside, coming out of the limo, mm-hmm. he looked enough like Sting. Yeah. And Sting wasn't in great shape at that time. Like, he looked enough like Sting where, at first, it was believable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it was close enough. But once he, like, once he went crow Sting and he grew his hair out and fake Sting didn't grow his hair out, like, it got to a point where it didn't work. Right. One of my favorite moments that's actually an honorable mention. Oh, my um, God. This is the guy with the selfie stick. Yep. Yep, that's that's Black Tyler Breeze. No, no, that's no, yeah, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze and Elias. They had this match back in '93. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was one of my honorable. So I'm I'm going off the rails a little bit, but the fake Sting stuff was my number four. But in um, World War Three, they did a great. They, they did a thing where Sting came down from the rafters mm-hmm. and attacked WCW and helped Scott Hall win. But it was Kevin Nash, and it's like, oh, Sting's seven feet tall now. That's uh, when they started screwing shit up. Right, right. Um, yeah. But outside of that, yeah, fake Sting I, was awesome. It was my number four. Um, just that moment? Because you can cover it again if you want to talk I about it. Like, I have yeah. a fake Sting moment. Okay. okay. All right. We'll leave it then. My number nine was the Great American Bash when Bischoff took a powerball. Oh, very nice. Um, it was... Well, I think that's something... <laughs> so, it was... It was on the night before... It was on the night where Mongo joined the Four Horsemen. It was the last pay-per-view before Bash at the Beach. 
when a certain third man would join. Uh-huh. But it was the interview setting up the, the three-on-three man event, and Bischoff refused to um, reveal reveal who the three guys were. He's like, you got to watch it. you got to join us tomorrow night on Nitro, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We already got your money. Easy now you got to watch tomorrow to find out. Easy it is best. Paul and Nash were invited guests to the pay-per-view, so like it was really smart storytelling. Huh. And then you know Bischoff took a kick and a powerbomb through a table. Yes. That was the first time, because Vince wasn't taking stunners yet. This was the first Ooh. time like an interview guy got manhandled. Yeah. That, it was a big deal. And it was, well, he was handled, but... Left the man part at home. Nash and Hall are men. <laughs> Have you seen the hair on his chest? <laughs> Scott Hall is a man. Are you good to your family? Because uh-huh. a man can never really be a man if he's not good to his family. Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. You know. <laughs> Scott Hall. He's still on his first wife. Unbelievable. Um, That's pretty good. Number eight. Number eight. Goldberg beats Hogan. Wow, Okay. I think it's, it's, a, it's uh, a top NWO moment. It's an NWO moment. It's like a turning point in WCW. Um, and actually, reading further on, it's like Hogan kind of railroaded him with his creative after it. But I, I think it was a dumb part on WCW, but I mean, a huge match for Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldberg undefeated. You know, who's next? Hulk Hogan. They sell out the Georgia Dome. Well, do they sell it or they cut it in half? Yeah, it depends on Mel- what did Meltzer say. <laughs> I think they cut it in. Take what Meltzer said and reverse it. And Atlanta, which, you know, we just had a great match in Atlanta last Wednesday, the first ever AEW cage match, and uh, Goldberg went over Hogan. Mm. We beat through all the shenanigans, and uh, it was the first time we started cracking the NWO. Yeah, I, I would say, so part of, the, part of the appeal of a great heel group is to get their comeuppance once in a while, so I have a couple moments where they were bested, but... Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, S- Steve Austin talks about how his best match was when he lost to Bret Hart, you know? If I was a heel, I want to lose all the fucking time. Because all you get to do is complain. Right. right. Like, Bray Wyatt should have complained more than he, he wouldn't have to be the fiend. <laughs> so, there's, I'm glad you, there's a great, there's actually a great MWO one I just remembered. Starcade 96. Hogan loses to Piper clean mm-hmm. in a non-title match with a sleeper. And Hall and Nash are like, let's take all of like the videos. Mm-hmm. So we'll go out on Nitro the next night and said, Hogan didn't lose. <laughs> Where's the tape? You can't prove it. And that they, every time Hulk lost a non-title match mm-hmm. or the, the outsiders lost, they'd be like, no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Where's the tape? And they'd be like, oh, let's watch the clips. And right before the match would end, it would cut to static. And they'd be like... We didn't lose. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Good stuff. My number eight is when there's a uh, the wolf plat wolf pack splits off. Uh, hold on okay. a second. <clears throat> that was my number five. All right. Oh, okay. All right. So I mean, <clears throat> and the wolf pack just because of the two rosters. So the NWO got so damn big at one point that like it needed this type of riff in it. But the red and black was. Uh, Nash, Savage, uh-huh. and Conan starting it. Yeah. Then they were joined by Kurt Henning, Miss Elizabeth, Rick Rude, and Dusty Rhodes as the face tandem or face group. They added two more. Yeah. Who was yeah. that? Lex Luger and Sting. Yeah. Right. So right. I mean, think about that. That group of what seven, eight, nine, ten people was. <clears throat> and then the black and white was you know the old power stable Hogan. Do you have the whole list? 
Uh, of the NWO Black and White? No. At that time, who was in NWO Black and White? This, uh, I have Hogan, Bischoff, Vincent, Scott Steiner, Scott Norton, Brian Adams, and The Disciple. Okay, I was going to see if I could... Steve, I was going to see if I could if I could be creepy and do it. Oh, I'm think, sorry. No, it's fine. Stevie Ray was also in there. And Vincent. You forgot about Vincent. Mm. And Scott Flash Norton. Yes. Didn't mention one black person at all. This yes. Time. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Nice. My bad. I should have made that. black and white, and you leave out the two black guys. I should have made, I should have made that a trivia. This is why you're an associate director. <laughs> wow, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So... Um, I remember picking sides. Yeah. Like, I was all for the Wolfpack. Right. Right. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, Rick Rude, Kurt Henning, Miss Elizabeth, uh, Savage, Nash, <laughs> Dusty. Dust, well, what? Dusty Rhodes in the interview. Think of that. No, Dust, I thought Dusty stayed black and white because he joined up with Hall when Hall and Nash split. I think I heard Well, we'll have to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I think, I think I was reading today the Wolfpack. <laughs> Let's look at it, baby. <clears throat> Louis Bacconi was there, baby. Who's to say that... Um, Wikipedia is correct anyway. That's true. Very few people so. believe it. Um, I just like I like the promo that set it up when Nash is yelling at the rest of the group and Hogan's in his face and he says uh, <clears throat> he says one or many might be sticking the knife in your back. You don't know who or when. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Two seconds later, sure enough. Sure enough. Good stuff. So my number eight is also a split of the NWO. In a way. Mm-hmm. My number eight is the finger poke oh, of doom. <laughs> of doom. So, people shit all over the finger poke of doom. I actually think it was a brilliant piece of business. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the current defending Universal Champion, it would have worked out really well. So, mm-hmm. in theory, it was one of the best moves ever. So, January 4th, 1999, in the Georgia Dome, we had the rematch. Nash versus Goldberg. Um, after agreeing to the epic, what would be an epic rematch, Goldberg is arrested by Georgia police. Georgia, you know, Goldberg from Georgia played for the Bulldogs, so it was his home arena, and he was a Falcon as well. Mm-hmm. For aggravated stalking of Miss Elizabeth. They originally wanted to go with a rape angle, but Goldberg was like, no. <laughs> so, well, she's cute, but I wouldn't rape her. But here, here's the best part. So Miss Elizabeth's claims to Georgia State Police, Georgia State Police were... He was everywhere she went, no matter what. The hotel, the bar, the restaurants, the gym, the arena. Everywhere she went, Goldberg would show up. You know, because they worked and traveled for the same company. But Right. right. Um, <laughs> Hogan would, <laughs> Hogan would show up following his retirement one month earlier mm-hmm. and challenge Nash. We all thought he was, that we all thought he was going to announce he was running for president. But no, he was oh retiring. <laughs> this is all real. After all, we, we all thought. Think about this. We all thought the biggest heel in pro wrestling, after years of being a face, well, he retired. Heel, he was back, calling he, people trash, and we think we think he's going to come out and run for president. I would only believe that in 2020. Or he, he, I can see him next to Mike Bloomberg on the next debate stage. Um, after all the hype, Hogan posing, and all that fun stuff, he pokes Nash in the chest. Nash takes the biggest bump of his career. <laughs> Hogan pins the fallen gladiator, one, two, three, to become the new world champion, and the celebration began. Elizabeth admitted that she was falsifying the charges, wasn't arrested. Mm. Goldberg was released, and it took him a really long time to get to the arena, even though if you watch the outside shots, 
The police station was across the street from the Georgeville. Don't you think it's a bigger crime to lie the, to the police about that? Yes. Now, here's the greatest tag team of all time. Wow. Pillman and Austin. Wow. Oh, God damn, I love that team. Um, I want to go back in time and sit on the stage for the entire show. Oh, yeah. Just chat, chat them up. And the uh, NWO elite was born. Yeah. Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Eric Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, Lex Luger, Elizabeth, and we're just going for now. <laughs> I love the finger. The idea of the finger poke of doom was we screwed him. He's gonna. We're gonna build him back up. He's gonna go through so, all so of us. So does this create a third NWO? Mm-hmm. No. So this, what this did, it took all the best guys from the two NWOs, put them in one, and then there was NWO B team, and it was all the shitty guys: yeah. Stevie Ray, Brian Adams, Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, Conan got kicked out of the NWO because he didn't like that Nash was beating up Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. But, yeah, I mean, and so the plan was, you we're going to set up Goldberg and we're going to feed him both NWOs and work his way back to Hogan. Goldberg got hurt and it went out the window. Yeah. How did Goldberg get hurt? He put his fist through a, oh, yeah. a, window, that's a right. window instead of putting a metal rod in his sleeve. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Number seven. <laughs> uh, my number seven. Uh, it's on this list. Uh, uh, Sting. Nothing's for sure. When okay. the real Sting came in to meet the Jeff Farmer Sting mm. to prove to everyone that this was a fake Sting doing all these heinous acts. Um, Sting, the real Sting came down, kicked the shit out of Jeff Farmer, and said, and then uh, Nash and everyone tried to court him and say, oh, you're going to come in, you're going to join us, and at the time everyone kept calling Sting a free agent, you know, for a year he's coming out in the Raptors, not saying a word, not really picking sides, just watching the show from the Raptors, basically, Mm -hmm. earning a paycheck, not wrestling. Um, Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. And then... The only uh, thing that's for sure is nothing's for sure. The only thing for sure is that nothing's for sure. Brain then, Sting is talking. And then he walks out. Yeah. And by the way, looking back, Sting's face paint, when he first became Crow Sting, was terrible. is the worst face. <laughs> I thought, I was watching the video and I go, wait, is that another fake Sting coming in? I thought there were two fake Stings. <laughs> so... They should, that's what they should have done. They should have had like a whole thing of like. Remember they had John Cena's lined up and down the ramp. Yes, they should have done like a million fake. Stings. So towards the end of WCW, they did. He was feuding. I forget whose thing was feuding with. Maybe oh, it was Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and three people came down to the ring dressed up as different eras of Sting. So and one was fat ass Bill Eady. No way. Yeah. that's awesome. So I always remember seeing a video. There was a cage match with a bunch of Stings in it. Is there? You, I'd have to find Your wrestling it. knowledge? No. Top of my head, I don't know. I've always wanted to watch this match. That this match is my favorite Steve Austin, by the way. Yeah. Wow, even bigger than Stone Cold, huh? Yeah. Or, or really? This is your favorite Steve <laughs> Austin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. My number seven. Well, I'd honk, but it's missing. Uh, uh, I think I'd be blowing up Pete's list. You here. can't honk me. This is WCW. Well, WWE owns it, so please. Um, my number seven is... When DDP gets one over on Oh, him. hold on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, we got a hand, I'm sorry. My number seven at D. <laughs> is when the man with the greatest hair in professional wrestling, Eric Bischoff, joined the New World of... Number five for me. Okay. 
I thought you were raising your hands. I was just celebrating. Eric Bischoff joins the New World Order. November 96, a mm-hmm. full year before we got Mr. McMahon. Yep. Eric Bischoff was interviewing, arguing Roddy Roddy <coughs> Piper in the ring on Nitro. Piper was berating Bischoff about small details that if they had the face-to-face meeting about the match with Hogan that Bischoff claimed they had, he would have known. What side of the street uh, is my house? What color is my mailbox? You know, is mm-hmm. there a picket fence? Is it a windy road? Is it a straight road? Really good, like, Piper shit. Yeah. Um, when Bischoff couldn't answer anything, Piper grabbed him by the collar and was like, you little piece of shit. He didn't actually say that, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, Leading to the class, and then the NWO attacked. Bischoff came in, uh, excuse me, the NWO came in. Hogan kissed Bischoff on the forehead and said, Now that everybody knows who everybody's working for, which isn't really a, mm-hmm. a, a line that makes sense. Now that everybody knows who everybody is working for, at a boy Hogan. Yeah, right. My God! This guy created Monday Nitro. And then now he he Tony Giovanni came on and said, Oh, coming up next, we have Chris Jericho versus Hoover <laughs> 2 Guerrero. <laughs> NWO was in the ring, so nobody was saying anything. Right. Um, it was revealed that the man who created Nitro and was in charge of WCW was the guy that was pulling the strings with the NWO all along. It was, yeah. it was great, and it led to a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is basically where they stopped uh, faking it, right? And then NWO just completely took over. Yeah, this is know. when NWO really started to take right. over. Bischoff was I think... on commentary and... I think this is the stupidest thing that happened in pro wrestling. What? The owner of the company is the heel. He wasn't the owner. He was in charge. Yeah, the guy in charge is dictating the outside forces what they're doing. Um, I mean, I Mr. It. McMahon is arguably the greatest heel of all. He was number it's two different. and number one. It's different. He was always for his company. This is Bischoff is like trying to destroy his own company. Um, I disagree. He's, he's, he's trying to to get the most. Come down on. there, interrupt the match between these two jobbers, and say you want a war. You got a war. <laughs> yeah, I don't like these guys. I like my guys. I want to get rid of these guys and bring in my guys. I say that every I day. I think it works. I say that every day at work. Um, <laughs> sure you do. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Agree to disagree. That's the beauty of the show. Number Dis- six. Disagree to agree. Okay. <laughs> Number six. Six is good. You want some six? I want some six. I want some six. Uh, Ray Hood, the, the Ray Mysterio Hood <laughs> Oh, the backstage assault. That's my number six. Oh, real. Wow. Samesies. Whoa! <laughs> I just think, so Bash at the Beach happens, everything. They go down, Hogan's the, 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 the third man. And what happens the next night on Nitro? They're in... Two weeks later. No, no, no. No, no. This is a two-week build here. Oh, I'm sorry. Two weeks they were at the all, the biggest angling in, in WCW history, maybe wrestling history, goes down the night before, and the next night they're taping back-to-back episodes at MGM in, in Disney. And Hogan doesn't even come out the first night. That's right. They waited, they waited a week to cool everything down. No, the Outsiders were there. But you know what the funny thing is? They couldn't even, when Hogan came out, he didn't even wear an NWO shirt. He just had a black shirt with black tights on. Yeah, they didn't have the merch yet. And it's like a dull crowd. Think about this. If you had the biggest angle in wrestling history, you go to an arena that sits 4,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the problem. And you I mean, take no, well, two weeks. Well, that's, 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 we're going to talk about that much later. 
Let's get back to Rey Mysterio the hood. Anyways, everyone talks about Rey Mysterio getting tossed uh, like a lawn dart into yep. the side of a truck right. with uh, Kevin Nash. But my favorite part is when Randy Savage jumps on the back of the limo, sticks his hands through, through the sunroof, and rides the limousine as, as it's pulling away. <laughs> Don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It was great. They, it was a few weeks after, and... They, they, they beat up the American males, who cares, Arn Anderson. They ran through the entire, they made they, the entire Russell like chumps. they left the four of them laying, and like, it was, they broke kayfabe to kayfabe. Like, yeah. Jimmy Hart came down and stopped a match, and they went to the back, and That's people actually is. called the police, like, people actually yeah. called the police. Well, it was Florida, they're not right yeah. down there. They've got baseball bats! How many listeners do you think we have in Florida? Zero. Um, but they established that while competing against each other, the WCW wrestlers were also competing against the NWO. You know, ambulances were called. Uh, woman cried. No comments, John. I wrote that on my notes. Um, Rey Mysterio's mask was taken off. Woman died? She cried. Oh, Mom. cried. Um, we got to see Hall and Nash holding baseball that's, bats that's to get the impression that they were like actually using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was real. It was new. It was exciting. It's fucked. You think this room full of jacked up steroids guys and two asshole, two drunks just run through it? Mm-hmm. One at a time with metal baseball bats. They've got baseball bats. I'm telling you, Savage. Go watch it. Savage makes the moment. But he's hanging on the bag. His little fucking chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I'm gonna find it. Ah, well, while Justin brings up his number six, I'm gonna. Find oh, it. look up uh, worst <laughs> worst nitro ever. It'll pop right up. <laughs> that was an honorable mention for me, by the way. That whole sequence, uh, you know, you know, uh, with the lawn dart thing. But <clears throat> my number six, we actually already talked about because it was the re-debut in 2001. New, new World War of WWE, uh, NWO and WWE. So we already kind of... you've gone too far. We already, already, exi- already exist. Um, it goes from December oh, okay, backwards, so yeah. Oh! Network is a little backwards. Uh, July 29th, I believe. Let me check my notes again. Uh, yeah, they're hell-bent on bringing Team WCW down on so. its knees. July 29th, 1996. Really? Yep, here we go. I'm the master in the world of the Powerball. You'd think in two weeks they could come up with some that- sort of merch. Yeah. God damn it. Well, I haven't used the network in a while. I've been paying for it. Uh, well, if they go to ESPN Plus and start charging my oh, kids yeah. again, then... You dump it. I'm keeping the network. It's going right over the top rope. <clears throat> I feel like the network is, is cumbersome to go around now that, since this update. And it doesn't save my spot where I was watching. It's frustrating. There's so much on the network. Honk, honk. This I, is, I love yeah. it. Yeah. This is two weeks of this shit. Mm-hmm. Look at this. How many people do you think are there? <laughs> Ten? They were getting paid tons of money from Disney. They didn't care. Yeah, Alright, time for Hardcore Halftime. You know what the, yes. the, so you're saying this is like WCW's version of Blood Money. Look, yes. at, look at that. They don't even have room for the entrance. They're, they're hiding... Uh, yeah, um, they get a ladder back there. They're hiding the, the, the sub shop behind them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's the entrance to MGM Studios. Here we go. This. No comments, John. Who's that guy behind woman? I don't know. He's he's been erased from history. Um, John, your your bottom five members of the NWO. So I really don't look it up, but off the top of my head, I go Conan, all right, Ole, Arriva Laresta, um, Horace Hogan. Um, 
I'm going to put Sting in there because he should have never been in the NWO. Okay. Um, Disco made it, right? Yep. Ah, how dare you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and my last one is uh, X-Pac. <laughs> okay. Think about it, it's gone in two minutes. Pete said The Disciple, HBK, Bret Hart, Conan, and The Big Show. Oh, I That loser, fatso Big Show. He just sucks and is the worst at everything. I hope he retires today. I can't wow. believe Pete would talk wow. about himself like that. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's wrong on that. I mean, in, in terms of him joining NWO, it was, it was big news at the time. Right. My bottom five, Louis Spicoli, which was kind of sad because he died. Right. Horace he was... He was literally NWO for life. <laughs> oh, he was. He was. Ride or die. Uh, Horace Hogan, <laughs> nephew of Hulkster. That's which one he got chose. His ass kicked. Oh, God. <laughs> Bubba Rogers. David Flair, who was in it for about 10 seconds, along with Tori Wilson. And I also threw in X-Pac. I went with Horace Hogan, nepotism of the highest level. Yep. The Disciples. Is that his real the nephew? Disciples. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And he never became anything after that? Nope. The Disciple, because if you're in the NWO following Hogan, aren't all members of the NWO yeah, Disciples? Right. You gotta Disco face. Inferno. When I think NWO Elite, I do not think N- Disco Inferno. How dare you. How how dare you. Dusty Rhodes. How dare you. Dusty. I should be school on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, I thought Dusty was just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah you know what? Yep. Yeah, See, when I was it. thinking this, I'm thinking of, of actual names that like were in it but shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. yeah, and then... This isn't because I don't like him, but Bret Hart, he was in the NWO as an associate member in the yeah. NWO Hollywood Recruiter. Who yeah. even fucking gets that? He played second fiddle to Hulk instead of leading the charge against you think him. An associate member and a recruiter. He's sitting there saying, join the NWO. I mean, I didn't, but you should. <laughs> That's After all the heat and steam of him leaving WWE to join up with the NWO, not too long after stopping Hulk from beating Sting at Starcade, it just made no sense. Does this Glacier guy ever take off? Yeah. No. He's still using the gimmick today. And he shows up at AEW shows because they want all the elite talent in oh AEW. <laughs> all right. It's time for... So let me ask you a question because this was two weeks at MGM here. I bet you they only filmed... They filmed the two two separate days? They were live every week. They were live every week? Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought they filmed it. No. All right. So did Glacier ever come back? My number five? He did not. I think we talked about it. Was it the Wolfpack split? Yes. yes. Yeah, I loved it. And Next. my number five was Bischoff joining. Oh, my number five, I think, was one of Pete's. Pete's. Jesus Christ. That's twice I've done that. Wow. Yeah. That's your number okay. two, so we'll come back to that. Number four. Number four. Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, just think about... How often do we see two icons that transcend two generations having a match, and a good one at that? Mm-hmm. Um, thank God Hogan was still in good enough shape, and The Rock, you know, obviously, I think he was starting to wind down at that point, but still running pretty strong. <laughs> um, oh no, The Rock will never die. So, uh, WrestleMania 18, mm-hmm. yep. um, Austin, Austin took on Hall, which was an abysmal match. Uh, Kevin Nash didn't have a match because he tore his quad for the 8,000th eight time. <laughs> I think that was the first quad tear. Um, right. His um, outside looks awesome, by the it way. It does look pretty good. Yeah, too bad no one's there. Um, <laughs> uh, is the ring smaller, too? This looks WCW's great. rings were smaller yeah, right. than WWE's. 
Um, so anyways, at WrestleMania, uh, Rock challenges Hogan. Hogan comes out. He's supposed to be the heel. And it's like Rocky IV. Yeah. Halfway through the match, people are still cheering for... Uh... Oh, you hit him with the... Time out, time out. Why is there a fruit plate? For the, okay, is this so, for the guests at ringside? No, I can explain that. So at the time, Liz had turned on Macho and joined up with Flair... And part of the reason that they were feud- Flair and Macho were feuding was Flair was spending all of the alimony money that Elizabeth was paying Savage on, like, champagne and limousines. And that's how the limousines and everything were being paid uh. for. So Macho was paying for the, the, the Four catering. Horsemen's luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> the, 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 the ringside catering? It's pretty brilliant. It's they, brilliant. they had champagne and fruit and all sorts of accoutrements. That's ah, and that was all paid for word. by Macho Man Randy Savage. That was generous of him. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah, Austin and Rock had a big. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Rock and Hogan had a big match, and uh, it was cool. It was a great. Uh, who won the it match? It was like I, the best worst match. Who won match the match? Ever. Was the Rock? It was the best worst match ever, and Rock won. Yeah. So and... I, I recently watched that match on mute just mm. to be like. It's like if you, you watch a match. Tell me, tell me, you masturbated to that? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You know, that's code for masturbation. Oh, watching on mute? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's I why watched... I said I watch. I, I never hear Maurice's theme because oh, I'm usually watching her enter on mute. Okay, I got you. Um, I, I watched that match with the sound off. Where's Flair going? He's, he's, <laughs> he's unhappy. Um, this is classic Flair. But yeah. I watched that match without any sound just to be like, is it actually good? Mm-hmm. I love, I love it's this. Not, it's not great. It's, no, the match itself is... is but th- sometimes the crowd can make a match. And typical Hogan, oh, he put over Dwayne, but did he put over Sean or Orton? Nope. No, Sean took from him, though. Sean took That from match him. was awesome. Now, that is an awesome match. You know who hates it. This oh, I mean, Sean overselling. Oh, I mean, don't yeah. give me stuff. Yeah, no one's ever oversold a Hogan match. Uh, What's better, overselling, refusing to to job and going home and spitting on your boss? Think about the match, though. It's, <laughs> it's two of the most gimmicks people. Between the people elbow and Hulk Hogan's like little shtick where he's like he's down and out and he comes back. It's two of the most unbelievable. It was like the, it was like the match of the most unbelievable maneuvers of all time. Well, yeah. I, I think Hulk said it best after the match. He said. He said, like, go to hell, I, brother. I think the new Shawn Michaels is a lot like the old Shawn Michaels. In, uh, I thought that was oh, you're about that. prescient. Oh, he's the greatest of all time? I think it's like Hogan <laughs> said after the baby. match. He says, if my daughter's going to take one of those, better be a basketball player. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. So, my number four um, <clears throat> is when... Is from WCW Uncensored when I call it Sting drops in on NWO. Oh yeah, yeah. So keep going. After keep being going. after being gone for six months, um, you know this was when Rodman was there, and you know peak NWO. Oh, I'm sorry, Dennis Rodman was, was the worst member. He's my he's, he's my five <laughs> worst members of the NWO. I beg to differ, but I'll talk about that in honorable mention. Interesting, interesting. You would side with that commie, the man who goes to, to North Korea? He's helping relations with North Korea. Yeah, he's he he's the reason that we haven't died yet. Right. He's a good man. Yes, he's the reason. <laughs> well, maybe... I has, think we all died... Is he in the swine flu? Oh, wait. Just remember, we all died in 2012. Here. This is just the Matrix. That's true. It's a simulation. And the Earth is... So... Um, and the moon landing never happened. Basically, landing. Sting drops down... From the moon. What was better about this, he dropped down like... Uh, 
in the ring where when he first debuted, he would drop like next to the entrance ramp, and it's like, why don't you just come down the entrance? Uh, but then he clears out Hall and Nash and Savage. Well, it's to show and, that he's not backstage. He's not just like right. He's truly a free agent. He's up in the right. Rafters. By the way, the the dropping from the rafters thing is very dangerous. I don't know if you've heard. Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, I mean, the other thing that adds to this is uh, Rhodes and Heenan going nuts on commentary when it was like unabashedly like WCW commentators versus NWO commentators. Sting getting his comeuppance after being away um, was, I mean, you could pick any time of him dropping in on the NWO. When people think of the NWO, you think of Sting uh, rivaling them. Coming down from the rafters, the unfortunate Owen thing kind of takes away from it a little bit. But... It was, at the time, it was the biggest thing going. It was very cool, but in hindsight, it was bad for one reason. Sting didn't have a quick release, so mm-hmm. they all had to stand there and wait for him to unlatch himself yeah, before... To... That, that's the only problem I had with it. He must have practiced it all the time to see how quickly he could get it off, you know? Get it off! Um, I think you said something, though, um, that I thought of today. It's... Think of the soundtrack of the of the disdain for the NWO. It's not Tony Schiavone. He's an he's uh-huh. awful voice. It's Bobby Heenan. Uh-huh. Every everything you watch in the NWO, it's Bobby Heenan. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah. And you think he's a heel's heel? Yeah. He didn't even like him. Well, that's because right. he hates Hogan. Yeah. Heenan yeah. was consistent. Yeah. <laughs> he hated Hogan. You're, you're paired up with Hulk. I hate you too. Right. Right. Except for the time he tried to join the NWO, <laughs> which was hilarious shit. Um, my number four, we covered fake sting. Yep. Number three. Sorry. Sorry, my wife's asking me if she can watch, if she can continue watching Love is Blind without me. Oh, well. Guess what my answer is. <laughs> no! You wait till I get home! They can't see each other, so I don't care if I the see girls the show are, The girls are mildly attractive. I can look them up online. What? What's the, uh, what are you? Number three. Number three? Um, you may know who I am. But you don't know why I'm here. And we'll save that for later. For 10 that seconds. is my number three, so we are going to talk about it shortly. My number two... Well, you're unvoted. We're going to talk about it now. Actually, no, no, talk about it now, because my number two... Is, my number three is one of your number two. Okay. So, actually, I'm sorry. All right. Now that I know where that lands on So, it's Scott Hall enters the arena. Yeah. Near the lights. He uh, interrupts the match between the Mauler and Steve Dahl. First of all, show I some goddamn respect. <laughs> the Mahler, Mike Enos, a.k.a. Bo Beverly! Brothers. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, show some respect to the Beverly Brothers. But and, uh, and well done. Steve Dahl is Steve, yeah. Steve Dunn of well done. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Brothers. I still want to know what the outcome, the official outcome of that match was. Because I had $1,000 on it. <laughs> it's the same outcome as the... My bet is wrong. still hanging. It's an open no. ticket. It was the same... Uh, that was the first bet I put on dial-up. I'm here on wireless, and I still can't get an answer. It's the same outcome as The Fiend versus Seth Rollins' Hell in a Cell last year. It was a draw. <laughs> Are you yes. fucking kidding me? <laughs> that was the worst match ever. God, I remember even exactly. Seth, even Seth Rollins said he couldn't see in the red lights. Oh, but anyway, Scott Hall comes down and in his Razor Ramon voice starts talking. So people really believe that he's from, he's from WWF and he's invading. You want to go to war? You want to go to war? Come get one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. Then he, and he said, I'm going to bring my friend next week. Yeah. The big man. Now, when he left. medium sized man. Did he leave through, like, the noble entranceway? No, he went back over the Okay, uh, all right. Because you went up and, and screwed with the guys on commentary for a while, right? And, uh, yeah. That's where, so, I think shout he out to says... His, uh, shout out to his excellent Canadian tuxedo, by the way. Oh, my God. Yes. With his, uh, his denim vest and jeans. So, I think, I, I rewatched this, and Hall actually says this is where the big boys play, which I think maybe Nash says the next Nash week. Nash says the next week. Okay, so they use this. This is where the big boys play. Yeah, right. he, and Hall is calling Bischoff a Ken doll and stuff. It's pretty good stuff. Um. <laughs> the more, no, I'm sorry. The more I think about that, the more ridiculous it is. Because Nash goes, "Look at the adjective, play." Yeah, that's a verb. It's a verb. <laughs> How come a lunger blaze never joined the NBA? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, she, she did drop that, that title in the, in the, uh, in the shitter. In the shitter yeah, yeah, that's a very NWO type move, isn't it? Yeah. Joining the joining WCW was the worst move of her. Were there any yeah. female wrestlers? They didn't really have a female division, did they? No, they brought in like three, and they just kind of wrestled each other. It's kind of like AEW. It's kind of like no, it's kinda, yeah. no. AEW has a thousand women. Was that one who showed up last night, Shinjo Sasuke? I don't know. Oh my god, incredible, incredible woman. Riho. Her name was Riho, and she <laughs> lost the championship. Well, that's because she stopped putting out. Oh. oh. I'm sorry, do you have more to say about Scott Hall? No, no, no. I'll let you continue. You may know who I am. But I don't you know. You know who I am? But I don't know who you are. But you don't know why I'm here. Um, no, it was it was amazing because everyone knew he was leaving WWE. It was yeah. at, like the infancy of AOL and all that, and you'd yeah. start to hear scuttlebutt about people. When leaving. I put my bet online, yeah, that's right. Welcome, you've got mail. Yeah. Um, it was they fired the first shot. Jason it was Goldberg a war. still uses AOL. That's amazing. Oh. I sent him an email the other day. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, type it in. This is jmobray at AOL.com. I mean, oh when you're when you're busy being handsome 24-7, 365. Oh yeah, you can't be, like, upgrading to Gmail. Sorry for being so handsome yesterday. You know, <laughs> you got to use Gmail. You got to use AOL.com. Oh, my God, the walls of Jericho. The um, Lion Tamer. That's the Lion Tamer. So, my number three was your number two, I think. Yes. All right. Um, actually, my number one. Oh, it's your number one. Then never mind. We'll save that. That's your number one. Holy shit! Yep. Okay. An idiot. John, what's your number one? <laughs> two. Hold on. Can you read this? Oh! Oh, it's upside down. Ah. What did you do? Mine's DDP. Uh... Yeah. Oh, look at this. This is up. Oh, here it is. Wow. Here's Jimmy Hart saying, "Hey, get the fuck." He goes, "Who cares about Ric Flair fighting again? Let's go." Wow. Everyone's confused. This is very believable right so now. So your number two is DDP, DDP pretending to join the NWO. We're going to take a pause. No. Strum's got a weak bladder. Strum's got to piss again. And I want to watch this. So we're watching Lex Luger just power slammed Chris Benoit. Uh, they took a camera away from Ric Flair. You never take a camera away from Ric Flair. Jimmy Hart is screaming and yelling. Larry Zbysko right now is actually saying this is not a Dungeon at, of Doom ploy. Look at Jimmy Hart. He's like, he's he's freaking out. This is great actor. Was he Hogan's friend then too? No, he was with the Dungeon of Doom. And no, 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 but in real life. like Oh, yeah. He's Hogan's manager now. Is he Hogan's manager yeah. then? Yeah. So Hogan probably goes, oh, go out there, brother, and wrangle up. The outsiders are here. Go up there and wrangle up some tail, brother. Arn Anderson's on the ground. Uh, they got baseball 
Oh guys. my god, they're in black. Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin Nash didn't get the memo. Marcus Alexander Bagwell's on the ground. Why would you drop the bats? Marcus! Marcus, Who's that? you okay? Who's that? That's Scotty Riggs. Boom. Not anymore. That's Water cool, uh, camera. That's awful. Mysterio! Oh, here we go! Oh my god! He's gonna get lawn darted. Now, they had a feud later on, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's stiff. Yeah. Rey Mysterio just got thrown face first into not a the stiffest trailer. Thing, not the stiffest thing to happen to Rey Mysterio in wrestling. No, but it was... I was there when he got put on the stretcher and Big Show Look picked it. it up and swung it like a baseball bat. Oh, here we go. And now Macho Man is hanging... Yeah, They've got to be holding on to his arms, right? Give me that beer, brother. Give me that beer. He's holding on with one arm. Like, they're holding on to him, right? Yeah. they no, got to be. No, they're not going fast. They still got to be holding on to him. And the entire arena, all 500 people are shocked. And they can't see what's happening. Yeah, they, they can't because there's no screens, because there's no room. Seems like, really? I'm talking to Marcus Bagwell? Elizabeth. Elizabeth is crying. You know, it would have been great if they took Macho away, and the next week he came back using the NWO. Yeah, they waited on that That would have been hilarious if he just came back. I love how the NWO was all WWF guys for a while. I like how Jimmy Hart is losing his mind. This is great stuff. Oh, speaking of the man who just got lawn darted into the side of the building. Oh, it's Shrem. Hey, hey, hey. piss break. Ron Mysterio. <clears throat> you, Raymond, Ron Mysterio, you're no Batman. Oh, yeah. Eddie <laughs> What's Eddie Guerrero doing these days? Hey. Oh, come on. Not man. cool. Come on. So your number I, two, your I, number two is DDP fakes joining the NWO. Yes, I think that's a great moment. That was my number five. Well, think about it. Everyone's joining the NWO, right? Everybody wants in. They're going after the top talents. DDP is Mr. WCW, right? And he walks over, and they go, "Oh, you gonna join?" He goes, "Sure." He takes the shirt, and they turn around, and what does he do? Drops Scott Hall. Drops like Scott Hall. Shakes his hand. And the crowd just absolutely goes nuts because they believe that DDP will be the, the, the next domino to fall mm-hmm. in communism. The great part about it was they, um, you know, they, they were teasing it for a while. Like, they came to him, and he's like, really? Seven? Like, I can understand, like, being the, the, the fourth guy because Hogan's three. Right. But really? I'm, like, I'm seven, eight, nine? That's yeah. insulting, man. And they had it. Everyone knew about their history. From when they were in WCW together previously. Hey, Dally, remember when we let you... Remember fucking uh, the Jake the Snake yeah. documentary? All Scott Hall still talks about those days. Hey, Dally, remember when we let you beat us and, and not join the NWO? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember it. You gotta get to a safe place, bro. Scott. Bro, bro, bro. That's my DDP. Bro, bro, bro. I'm the yoga bro. Right. You ever, you ever look into a man's eyes? <laughs> wonder what kind of snake he's got between his legs. Uh, so, a couple more things I would add to this. Uh, I love... Dally. Dally. So, he hits he, he hits Hall with a diamond cutter, but then he actually pulls the top rope down and Nash oversells it, lands on the table, and then carries a table with yep. him and, blo- and like flings it into the <laughs> side of the uh, barricade. And I just... I mean, to me, it was interesting because you could tell that these guys really liked and loved DDP because they let him nobody was getting over on NWO so it was a big moment hey, for D- hey, DDP D- Dally 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 Yo, remember who put you Dally. over Dally remember <laughs> it was great bro you gotta get to a safe space bro 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 skip skip that's my Shannon Chuck 
It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. So, I think you and I have the same number one. Mm-hmm. Probably. You. Because we know what we're once talking again, about. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you pointed to it this time. Instead yeah. of being like, my number one. My number one you is Hogan. No one asked you. Hogan. So, <laughs> um, my number two is your number one. John and I have the same number one, so I'll let you go first. Your number one. My number one is, it's kind of a combined thing. I call it Hogan wins the title at Hogwild and then spray paints the belt. Yes. Oh, nice. That was my number three. Nice. He beats the Giant, of course, and as I said earlier, when the number ten, the Giant was a big deal. Pete, at the time. He's a fat slob, just want to fight. Uh-huh. I'll just put it to you this way. He won the most hated wrestler in 1996. He had real heat, and then to win it back from the giant, and then defacing the title, it was like, oh man, these this is this is for real now, um, and these guys are gonna run the show for a bit, and I thought that that was like um, the single moment, even more than what we'll talk about in a few moments, even more than Hall declaring war. Where it was like the NWO is gonna be a force, and that's why I picked it as my number one. I agree with all of that, but I think without our number one, mm-hmm. none of it matters. Mm-hmm. Strem, you ignorant slut. <laughs> John, you want to take it? Hogan is the third man. Absolutely. This is the new world order of wrestling, brother. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you got it wrong. Yeah. New World Organization. Hogan calls oh, it the New World sorry. Organization. Sorry. This is the Silver Dome, brother. The this first is... thing you need to do is tell these people to shut up. They want to hear what I have to say, Mean Gene. Yeah. I like how he compares them all to the trash that's entering the ring. Yes. People are whipping trash in the ring. If this was 2020, they'd all be banned for life from from the yeah. arena. Like, there'd be cameras picking them off one at a time. Thank God for cameras. <laughs> They took Rey Mysterio's mask off. It's it's the biggest moment. Without that, the NWO doesn't ex- exist. Yeah. 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 Idiot. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania's in the building. Think about it. They I watched it again today. All night. Well, it was the third man. It was the third man. And all of a sudden, like, remember they did, the, did they mention him at one point? He comes out and Dusty Rhodes goes, Hulkamania's in the building. Yeah, but whose side is he on? What are you talking about, Heenan? Yeah, okay. Bobby Heenan. I think the week, I think the pay per view before that you mentioned earlier, when they said you don't uh, you don't jack the uh, the outsiders. Yeah, Hall mentioned I, him a couple times. Is it going to be the huckster? The huckster, the not, yeah. The Nacho Man. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty well kept. Remember, the, the third man was a big to do. Yeah, who's the third man? Could it be? Shawn Michaels? Could it be the Brit Mabel? Could it be British Bulldog? Sting would have made so much sense. I did this when I when I was failing and doing this podcast by myself years ago. I did an episode where I was just like, "What if Sting were the third man?" Yeah, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been as big. But how many hours is this episode? (laughs) Um, It wouldn't have been as big. But if Sting comes in as the third man and says, "I was the guy that kept this company afloat." Yeah. Nobody cared once Hulk Hogan showed up. Mm. And I think if he dropped his name, dropped the face paint, and he was Steve Borden hanging out with Scott Hall and Kevin yeah. Nash, I think it could have worked. I could see it. And I think he'd be better than Hogan. Because uh, Hogan was still like over the top Hogan, you know what I mean, for a little while. And it's like, 
that, that's that's Face Hogan, the guy who, you know, climb on my back, I'm going to swim you all to safety. But Donald Trump, when Trump Tower is crumbling to the ground, brother. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. Alright, so let's look at, uh, let's look at Pete's yeah, Pete's list, list from the islands. Hold on, let, let, me, let me pull up cage side seats. <laughs> and well, holy. Don't match. He gave us the top five, by the way, because he can't listen. And then he gave me five. <laughs> no, because the website said the top five and top, top five. It's a top five and top five worst at WO <laughs> So here's Pete's list. Number 10, Hogan spray paints the title. That's 10 from Pete. Yeah, Nine, Scott bad. Hall declares war. Number eight. Yeah. So this is where the big boys so play. We had our numbers one and two reversed. Right. Number seven. Macho Man exposes Kimberly as a whore, <laughs> which is actually a really cool thing. Like they exposed who she was and that they were actually married. It it, it broke some kayfabe. It was pretty good actually. Number six. The finger poke of doom. His hardcore halftime was the disciple HBK, Bret Hart, Conan. And the big show. Can I bring up one more, like, a, a who gives a fuck member? Uh, yeah. Ted DiBiase. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So once whoa, they whoa. brought in Bischoff, DiBiase didn't matter anymore. I'll give you that. Uh, I, was, I was trying to watch his... Uh, he was a fourth member. I was trying to watch his duck... But it's, uh, he was the like, money man. He, he, he was he, a trillionaire he, Ted. He's an honorable mention for me. He didn't you, fight. You'd bite your tongue. He didn't fight. Uh, number five. He couldn't fight. New Sting beats the I tried shit to out watch, of fake Sting. By, by the yes. way, I, I tried to watch yep. the Ted DiBiase documentary last night. I fell asleep. I, I lasted about five minutes. Yeah, me too. Um, Icon versus Icon at WrestleMania 18 is number four. Number three, DDP fakes during the NWO. Yep. Number two, Ray gets lawn darted. <laughs> number one, the third man. I like how they're all wearing Mickey Mouse shirts, by the way. Except, yeah, for, yeah. except for Bischoff. Yeah. So we Bischoff's all, wearing a Nitro shirt. It's a, there's obviously a lot of overlap. Amongst the list, the order is uh, all jacked. Look, now, there's, uh, look, there's not many. Honorable <laughs> came up with plenty. There's, there's not many for for a team that was around for a few years. There's yeah. not many good moments. Yeah, there's a lot of matches. We so. came up with about twenty in total. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions. I know you have one. So my number ten was originally uh, the NWO back sting at WrestleMania 31, and then I decided that it's actually a stupid moment. Uh, yeah, because it makes no sense. You're a stupid moment. I like to just. You, you know, have AIDS. I, I don't know. I like any surprises at WrestleMania, so I liked it. My honorable mentions. Trillionaire Ted joins as a fourth man. What did he do? He, he was financing. sat down and went, Yep. Next week. Yes. And then the big show And he, was, he bankrolled him because he was a trillionaire. They didn't need money. They were, Eric, we, it turned out Eric Bischoff was running it all along. Why do they yeah. need Trillionaire Ted? At the time, it made sense. Bischoff... Didn't have the money to bring everybody in. Yeah, he already exactly. had them on his roster. He didn't have the money. To he literally just had up. to hand them a fucking T-shirt. DBS, and then they not Holland the Nash, not Holland Nash. Oh DBS was bankrolling that shit. Oh my god! Two more people joining because I just love them. Miss Elizabeth turns on the four horsemen and joins, which you know, as a as a young Mark, I would have been heartbroken about. Savage joins in 1997. That was awesome. It was great. Like, he was wearing black and white yes. at the time. Like, no shit. You just, did you join already? I've been waiting and to join, brother. How roll tied is Elizabeth at this Jeez. time period? Jeez, this might be her at her best. This is peak Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. This is just before she went to go live with Lex Luthor. Oh, come on. And my last moment I'll mention is... Um, I, I This was on a... Um, this might be the very first time... This is the... Lo- by the way, all these guys are dead. They've no, been out no, here for no, an no. hour now. you got to get them out of here. 
Yeah, this is like giving some real life feel to it because this is like watching like a newscast that's like not advancing the story. It's just, he's just been a, he's been like on the floor now. Was this like was Nitro three hours at this minutes. point? <clears throat> so I think this was the very first time that Sting came down from the rafters, and it was when Savage was like basically taking over Nitro, and he was sitting in a steel chair in the middle of the ring, and there was two guys that were supposed to fight. Um, Probably Silver King and Chavo. Right. Actually, like it was that. Steve Dahl. And Shivani says that this, this program is at its wit's end. Savage is beating up everybody. He beats on the refs. He beats on the security. He beats up Alex Wright. He's screaming at Jacques Rougeau, who comes out to represent WCW. Oh, the Amazing Friends Canadians? Yes. So he's holding the show hostage. This is in Chicago. And then Sting comes down from like the, the highest rafter past the Bulls championship banners and comes down and this is when he was sort of like not making a decision he but know. he put he put the bat to uh, free agent sting yeah he put the bat to Savage's chin um, this, and, this sounds like you talk about this like it's your number one no, it was an album mention. It was great. This isn't you have more you have more information <laughs> on this than you do your number one. Well, people don't remember this one as much. Uh, Everyone you're, knows about. You're making me love it. Yeah. So yeah. what happens? They beat it with a bat. No, they kind of just like he he leaves and you know. <laughs> All right. So it was it was part of the tease. It was part of the tease, so it couldn't be the payoff. So that's why it's not. But think about this moment here with the bat. You would think that Sting would be in the NWO because what was their weapon of choice? Mm. That's a good point. Right, right. My honorable mentions WrestleMania 31, Sting versus Triple H, NWO versus DX. Yes. It made sense. Uh, I think my comment was um, two gents past their prime in a match their nurses would not approve of. Sting should have gone over. I mean, that, this yeah. is the most ridiculous thing. And I, that's, oh, do we want to talk about people who should have gone over? I'm leaving your company, Vince. I'm going to take the title with me. No, no, no. This is you not. You go. You put the guy over. Triple H has put over a lot of people, so that's not yes, my. He certainly has. That's he invented, not my he invented wrestling. complaint. Watch him. Watch. That's not my complaint. Sting deserved <laughs> a big win in WWE. I don't disagree with that, but. I think, how many wins does he have in WWE? Zero. <laughs> Thanks, Seth Rollins. Although, he has one of the great moments when they um, they were going to unveil the Seth Rollins statue. Yeah, that that was hilarious. And it spread. He's been there so long, his face paint started melting off. <laughs> right. I like spread the meme of like all the fake things like on online, like in the, the unveiling and Triple H is like, it shows like... <laughs> around the time that Hogan said something racist and it was like a black Hulk Hogan. God bless the internet. It's amazing. Rock oh um, versus Hogan was an honorable mention. Yep. World War Three, nineteen 1997. It was... So they did the, the stupid three-ring battle royal. The NWO came out and had their own entrance. And it came down to Paige, the Giant, and Scott Hall. Hall points to the ring. NWO music hits. And everyone's like, all right, Kevin Nash must be coming out. They're in Detroit where Nash is from. It cuts out and then Hogan's music hits, and ah. it's the biggest pop ever. It's not as effective on the network because they don't pay the rights for the Jimi Hendrix song, yeah, but right, it's right. really cool. Well, um, you think just, just fucking pay it. You have all the money in the world. Right. Bischoff's You're With Us or Against Us ultimatum. Mm-hmm. It was just a really cool thing. It's when Bagwell joined the NWO. Yep. The worm slithers into wrestling. It got national media coverage. The Bulls had just oh. beaten the Jazz in the finals. 
And now Carl Malone's yes. going to wrestle so, Dennis Rodman. That's right. So what do you think right. is bigger, Mike Tyson or Dennis Rodman? WWE, Mike Tyson was bigger. I'm not denying that. I don't. I, say, I, don't I think less people watch boxing, though, than wrestling. But it's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson yeah. was if, if, if you were to tell me Michael Jordan yeah. joined the NWO, it would, that's bigger than Mike Tyson. Well, technically, by <laughs> default, if he's on... If he's on Dennis Rodman's, Rodman's team, yes, and Dennis Rodman joins the NWO, oh, Chicago by default, join the NWO. Yes, of course. Horace Grant, Steve Kerr, these Scotty are all, Pippen, all in NWO. So you know what? I'm going to redo my entire hardcore halftime. The, <laughs> the starting lineup of the 94 Bulls were the worst members of the, the NWO. <laughs> um, and then one I thought of while we were talking, and I, it probably should make my list. Kurt Henning joins the NWO. Yeah. War games, they go through. Oh, son of a bitch! Stop tape. The NWO parody of the Four Horsemen is a top five moment in NWO history. Son of a bitch. Wow. Move everything up one. Yeah. Take Vince, puts the NWO and WWE off the list. This is number four. Wow. After the emotional retirement of Arn Anderson. Cats and dogs. Given his spot to Kurt Henning. Kevin Nash comes out in the bald cap and the and fat makeup with a beer cooler, <laughs> talking about how he's going to give his spot to Kurt Henning. Oh. Not just any spot, not a liver spot, not a spot on your carpet, not a spot like your dog spot, but my spot. <laughs> they completely trashed his super emotional promo where Flair's oh. crying. Xbox's got a blonde wig, <laughs> a, a sweater vest, and a fake nose on, and he's got a system set up where he's just bawling his eyes out <laughs> just crazy. to go to war games the next week and Kurt Henning joins the NWO wow. slams the cage door on Flair's head so he could be injured and get a facelift true story wow um, that funny. that is top three that's wow. top three wow the NWO parody of the horseman I'm ashamed of myself I forgive you <laughs> That is disgusting. This is how the show ends. Right. No, this is the start of the second hour. Oh, really? This yeah. is perfect timing. Everyone's turned away from the ring. Perfect timing. Oh, we're still under two hours. This is that's good for good. us. Nice. All right, what so, are we going to talk about? That's going to wrap up <laughs> Top <laughs> 10 NWO <laughs> moments. Who's going to fight? Mike Bloomberg or Elizabeth Warren? You know what? Let's, let's bust out one. Kill it! Well, I'm going to bust out one Barstool one. Sports answer the internet question. How is there anyone left after they just got attacked? Because they only beat up three people. It's like a roster of nine. Oh my god, it's Fat Brian Pillman. It's Robbie Rage and Kenny Chaos. Alright. High voltage. Alright. If you so So here we go. This is from Debate the Internet off of the Answer to the Internet Barstool game. Tell me, that interview thing should have ended the show. It should have. No, it shouldn't have. It should It shouldn't have. Why? Because the show must go on. If somebody can All die right. at a pay-per-view... All right, Freddie Mercury, roll with it. What do you got? If you were in an open field with an aluminum baseball bat, how many 10-year-olds with bike helmets could you take down before they get you? Well, based on what wow. we just saw on television, two men with aluminum bats took down an entire roster. So how many 10-year-olds with bike helmets could you take down with well, an aluminum well, bat? Well, what we've learned from history is that helmets protect kids from... Ten is young. From danger. But, Ten is young. But first of all, they've got weak knees. Like, well, okay, yeah. they've got helmets That's what I'm on. I'm saying, like, you, if you I could take to... probably thirty or forty down before they swarm me. I mean, what I do you mean by like... take down? Like, knock them out? Yeah, just defeat. You want me to pull a different card? I, My yeah, mother yeah. ran over a kid with a helmet. He's still, he's still breathing today. I really don't want to hit them. 
boy. That one leaves way too many things open for John. Oh, this is a fun one. Would you bite the head off of a live gerbil for five grand? This is insensitive in these times. Five grand. Where we talk about the coronavirus and bat soup. This, this gerbil's been checked. It's disease-free. Wow. Let me tell you something. I just looked at my 401k, and based wow, on this market situation, the, I just lost The batteries grand. are dying on my recorder, so all right? So I'm getting pretty desperate right Would now. Would you bite I, the head I off need, a gerbil? I need to get my five grand back that the market stole from me. I might bite that head off. I know. I mean, the way like you spend thousands of dollars on a wedding. No, I'm gonna say no. Like I just get shittier flowers. You, you've got a good chunk. <laughs> You're spending wedding. five grand on the wedding. No. <laughs> All right, so, so what, you're what, a no. What are they doing? You're a no. I'm a yes. It, where, where do you did stand? Did the hamster John? come from? Uh, no, from Richard Gere's ass. No, it's clean. <laughs> it's been tested. It's disease free. Would I you told bite you that? I just lost five grand in the market. I'm desperate. So yes. Your answer is yes. I can't wait to retire and I'm short five grand. Part two of the question. Would you take care of it, feed it, and have it as a pet, and then bite its head off for ten grand? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm still a yes. Ten grand is ten grand. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> you have Boston representing that guy no. sitting there. No, you're still a no? All right. So now that that silliness is over with, <laughs> it's your turn to pick a topic. All I can taste is, is, oh, all I can taste is a hamster in my mouth right now. Stop. Well, we're about to go to the 99, so. Is that guy in the Boston oh. tag? You got, you got a topic for us? Look at this. There's four empty seats in the front row. Just time. Um, I don't have one that's that's eating away at me that I want to do. Okay. We could do if he's going to get inducted, but we just kind of did a Hall of Fame one. I was going to say British Bulldog. So I think that would be a fun one. Although the number one would be unanimous. Right. Um, um, John, do you have an idea for a topic? You never ask. Um, I just did. Let's say oh, something general. The top ten. Have we done a bottom ten in a while? Ooh. Mm, we did a top t- top five, bottom five manias, but that was a list. Right. The bottom Long. ten Monday Night Raw matches of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> you. Think about it. Three matches a night. So you have two to pick from every week. That's that would require a lot of research. That's too much research. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry to test you guys. Push push the boundaries uh, a little bit. The top ten Chris Jericho catchphrases. Didn't we do that? I think we did top ten catchphrases, and we limited to one per person. Right, we destroyed Jericho on that one. We could do the top ten wrestlers to never have ever appeared in WWE. I think you've done that. Top 10 wrestlers to never appear in WWE. I think you've, I think you've I done think that. So. That's going to be a lot of indie guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be similar to, like, uh, you know, who <laughs> we would who we would uh, have join, you know, booking the road to WrestleMania, which is basically all people who I want. Did we do that episode a long time ago? I think, I think you did. Unsigned guys? How about the top 10 women to win a men's world championship? <laughs> There's only one. Guess who my number one is? You know what? You know how much I like. I like Jerry's idea. Top ten yes. okay. guys. If wrestling were a shoot, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. If it yeah. were a shoot, the top I like ten. It. I like it. Top ten guys. Yeah, I like it. And maybe by the next episode, Jerry can come up with another topic. <laughs> so I've actually got an idea. I'm going to come up with a bunch of topics. I'll text you about. How it. about the top ten topics we haven't covered? So we'll co- <laughs> we'll come up with a boatload of topics that we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Top ten 
world champions of all time, top ten wrestlers of all time, yeah. biggest faces. You know, well, how about you say you have list upon list? Why don't you come with five and we'll vote? Well, here's my idea. We'll put them all into like a, a tumbler. Mm-hmm. And each week until we run out, we'll pull one out of the hat, and that's the one we'll do. All right. And if, but if there's a special time and we want to do like something specific, mm-hmm. we'll we'll cover that. But okay. so top ten guys, the top ten Texas tornadoes. If <laughs> Waco, uh, if wrestling were a shoot, yeah, who are, who would be the top ten wrestlers? Good one. We're I think we're looking at two of them right now. I think I'm, I'm looking. Not at, I think I'm looking at one right now. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So. John, thanks for joining us. Pete, you suck. Uh, See you next time.